Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And imagine receiving an Amber Alert with Chucky the doll as the suspect. Because that's exactly what happened in Texas. That is terrifying. So was th- I'm wondering if th- this was like somebody's quote unquote testing the system, but then they accidentally dispersed the message to the entire production system. That's exactly what happened. Oh my god, that's terrifying. It was apparently a test. <laughs> well, that's what they responded with in right. their apology. Yeah. Or it was just a prank secretly. <laughs> yeah, they watch it was like a prank that somebody sent to them as a tip, and then mm-hmm. they like put it out. They're like, oh yeah, let's just go and publish this. <laughs> <laughs> looking good, looking good. Seems totally normal. I've seen the documentary about this guy. He's yeah. he's fuck. You don't want to mess with this guy. <laughs> you can't kill him. Yeah. Can you imagine though somebody having like a, a phobia of dolls? Right. Getting that Amber Alert. That would be very uncomfortable. Like, what if they were driving? <laughs> They're like limps ah! down at their phone and like not again. <laughs> you know, something like that. Freak out, crash. Yeah. yeah. Kill a bunch of people. Yeah. That would be pretty horrible. <laughs> So, I guess you could say everything is bigger in Texas, except for its Amber Alert suspects. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> the fine print of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> that one exception to the rule. You know, I heard something about Amber Alert and Chucky, and I was like, okay, so somebody, like, put an Amber Alert out on Chucky, the doll? Like, he was the one abducted? But this is makes it even better. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was like, okay, a doll is the size of a child. Sure. Maybe I can see that mistake you, being made. Did you see who the uh, child abducted was? No, I didn't. It was his son from, like, uh, Seed of Chucky, whatever the fuck okay. it was. Whichever movie he had so, a kid in. So it's a full Which was story. also a doll. Got it. Got it. Oh, you don't say... <laughs> His child, Chucky the doll's child, is also a doll. <laughs> I mean... The science checks out. <laughs> given the premise of the whole franchise. That's true. I think it's clear you could question whether his son was a doll. Okay, fair enough. And oh. we keep swapping between whether his bride was a doll or, or a person, so... Mm. Oh, I see. Whatever her name was. Bride of Chucky? Bride, yeah, I think that was that was her name. That's all I know about yeah. her. Cause... I heard, I heard she's a doll. All right, <laughs> yeah, both physically, yeah, and personality. She's very petite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad we don't live in Texas. Yeah, same. <laughs> That's the only reason, though. Nothing against people <laughs> who live in Texas, <laughs> but I don't like getting Amber Alerts in general. In general, yeah. Let alone ones that'll. <laughs> Make me question reality. <laughs> I feel like I want to know how widespread this Amber Alert was, too, because, like, sometimes I'll get Amber Alerts here that are from, like, the opposite, like, completely mm-hmm. far They're end of the state. They're statewide, usually, aren't they? Yeah, and I'm, or like... Or is it just, like, within what they calculate as could be a theoretical distance they could travel I within have, the time that they've sent it? I assume there's some kind of algorithm, but, like, sometimes I'm, like, that's literally nowhere near here. Like, how would I possibly mm-hmm. have seen this person? Yeah. It's weird. Oh, that's nuts. Somebody turns on TV and Chucky's on TV. And they're like, I, I fucking, I found him. They call in a tip. Oh, I found the guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's chasing another child. <laughs> He's got a knife. You better hurry. Yeah. 
Ah, good times. Yeah. I mean, that sounded like a story that would have happened in 2020, but here we are. Here we are indeed. (laughs) I feel like I've heard that exact statement many times already this year. But here we are. (laughs) You can't stand that. I sure can't. Franchise, right? No, I don't like it. Have you seen them? I think at all, or just the idea makes you like, no. I've seen at least some of the first one, but I have specifically attempted not to see the others. Because I've tried to watch uh, Annabella or whatever it's called with you. Annabelle, fuck Annabelle. that shit. And yeah. yeah, exactly. That was your, I think your exact yeah. quote last time I <laughs> suggested such a thing. I don't like dolls. You didn't go to the remake for Child's Play. Nope. I don't like dolls. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone. One more for the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like dolls. (laughs) Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Could you imagine if it was like a clown? A clown doll? Yeah. That's like my worst nightmare. (laughs) But somehow also a baby crying. (laughs) Two of the worst things in the world making the worst noise. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about some things that aren't terrible. Hopefully. Yeah, well, <laughs> no guarantees. We'll though. be the judge, jury, and executioner on this podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. whenever they release. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, coming up this week, Amazon Prime uh, on February twelfth, they have a movie coming out, an Amazon original called Map of Tiny Perfect Things. Uh, Is this a biopic of the Amber Alert? <laughs> no, for Chucky. Not exactly. <laughs> uh, this one's it's, it's chasing him down. Yeah. Um. This one is. Basically, like, two teenagers in a movie, kind of like Groundhog's Day or, uh, what did we most recently see? Happy Death Day. Uh, <laughs> most recently seen. What was the other like, one? Like, two, three what years the, ago. Um, there, there's Palm a Springs. sequel that already happened Whatever. with that movie. Palm Springs is what I was thinking of. Like, a more recent movie than Groundhog Day. Yeah. For... Well, I mean, that's a good movie. Okay. Um... It's one of those, like, stuck-in-a-time-loop situations with yeah, two teenagers. Yeah, that, that's, like, a very common thing now. They're doing yeah. those kind of movies a lot. Um, and this one has to do with teens, so I don't know. I guess it's they're targeting, targeting, targeting a younger audience. Good mm-hmm. lord. Um, yeah, and then they meet another person who happens to be living the same time loop, so I assume some kind of, like, drama happens because of that. Okay. Yeah. Not in the same universe as... Not that I could tell. That Hulu movie that we watched? I don't think so. Palm Springs? Palm Springs. Yeah. I was like, she just said it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to Already ask. forgot. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, I believe it was called Death Valley? No. <laughs> that should be the Happy Death Day universe version of Palm Springs, though. Yeah. That'd be funny. Well, pitch it. Yeah. Uh, all right. CBS All oh, Access. I looked into how to pitch your idea to, like, Netflix and mm-hmm. shit. The census I got out of all, like, the message boards people talked about was essentially you have to know somebody in Netflix or else they don't give a shit. That's dumb. So. (laughs) I was like, that's cool. Um, At least I have my ideas. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, CBS, they're rebranding coming next month. Yeah, I'm not sure what CBS All Access is. It sounds like some joke of a senior citizen discount app. (laughs) Soon to be known as Paramount Plus. And they actually have some new stuff coming out, which has been a while, I think. <laughs> um, the Equalizer actually premiered after the Super Bowl. It's the first episode already happened. This one is Queen Latifah is a gender-swapped reboot. 
like of the in 1985 series starring Edward Woodward and the 2014 film with Denzel Washington. Oh, I didn't even know that it was a remake with Denzel. Yep. Okay, you learn something new every day. Yeah. Um. So that one looks like it could be entertaining. I guess February 11th, Clarice is premiering, which. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> Which, if anybody listening didn't already know, probably remembers now that you've done that. Um, This is going to be a deep dive into the story of FBI agent Clarice Starling as she returns to the field in 1993, one year after the events of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I did not catch that. So this is not a prequel. Nope. I thought it was a prequel. After. Okay. So she's going to have a lot of, like... Okay. So I just did the Leonardo DiCaprio in where he's, like, pointing at the TV... (laughs) Yeah, you did. I just recognized the fucking character. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Practically watched it. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Clarice! <laughs> yeah, so that one looks like it could be interesting. So we'll have to check that out. Disney Plus on February 12th has Marvel's Behind the Mask. It's a docuseries or documentary. It's either a docuseries or a documentary. I can't tell if there's going to be more than one episode or one time. Anyway, it's a deep dive into the comics and the characters and how the history of how these characters have come to be and what they are today in the MCU. See, this is what I wanted that, uh, the fuck it was called, with the five-minute yes. character things that we watched. Yes, Marvel's Legends or something. Yeah, this yeah. is what I wanted that to be. Yeah, that's what it should have been. So it sounds like this is what I got. Maybe they were like, oops, nobody expected it to be trash. Let's actually do what everybody thought this was going to be and yeah. call it something different. But I really hope it's an episodic thing and not just a one-off yeah. in general, the characters. I want it to be like, each one is a specific character. Yes. Like, that you would have be really cool. how many fucking characters already that you could do and make a couple seasons at this point? Yeah, easily. It's not like you're not just taking footage you already have anyways, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and also February 12th, of course, WandaVision Episode 6, which we can't wait for. Nope. I'm Googling ways to cryo-freeze for the rest of the week. (laughs) Yeah. Which, on the subject of WandaVision, if you're watching this show and you are interested in it, definitely stick around to the end of this episode where we'll do an episode five uh, mini-spoiler cast situation. I don't know what you will kind of... Just an episode review is what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to talk about the episode. Yeah, yeah. Chat about the implications and things that have opened up after that last episode. But before that, we have a lot more stuff to give you guys. HBO Max on February 11th, there's no eye in threesome. (laughs) This is a documentary slash rom-com, I don't understand, uh, that follows an engaged couple who tries an open relationship and it looks like things get complicated. Yeah, it was a very confusing trailer because it felt like it was going into like, oh, how this is like a trendy alternative to what people like perceive is how you're supposed to live a relationship. Yeah. And then it seems like it goes into, uh, oh, nope, 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 we made a mistake. It went wrong, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I couldn't tell if it was, a like, more of a, a real documentary or, like, a mockumentary type yeah. comedy. Right. Like, they emphasize it's a romantic comedy. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. And it looks like it was New Zealand, from New Zealand. Something like that. Yeah. So, it seemed kind of slightly interesting. Also, you, you cut the top off that tee. Technically, you have an eye. Yeah. Just throwing that out okay. there. Okay. And technically, if you're triplets, 
and you all do stuff together. Ew. There's an I in threesome. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just, and... Just stating out the facts. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, a perfect thing to watch on Valentine's Day, February 14th. <laughs> the new season of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver premieres. <laughs> Yeah. Obviously, it has seems like those release dates should be swapped. They're, but. they're really going for that like couple market, huh? Sure are. <laughs> I feel like I had to check. There's this nothing a couple. else going on. Let's get the people that are <laughs> in relationships. Yeah, I had to get this check these dates a couple times to make sure I didn't swap them because it yeah. didn't make it thought it was going to be going to be a lot of last week tonight with John Oliver premiere babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nine uh, months from the premiere. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of them babies. Yeah, probably. Um, Hulu has, on February 12th, something called Tentacles. Well, it's called Into the Dark. It's called Into the Dark Tentacles. tentacles but when we searched for it on the app, it only just said Tentacles, so I wasn't really sure. Yeah. Um, and it's a, quote, psychosexual horror thriller <laughs> about a young couple, uh, and the woman appears to be maybe some kind of monster situation. There, it it's very clear from the trailer. It feels like it's going to be a live action tentacle what hentai. That, what are that tentacle porn, porn stuff situation? Is. Yeah. yeah, that's what it seems like it's uh, going to be. At least the trailer gave me that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, super weird. The twist is the tentacles are coming from her. <laughs> Way to keep it weird, Hulu. Uh, also on the same day. 2067, which is a movie that came out last year. It's an Australian sci-fi movie, and it takes place in a future where all plants have gone extinct and civilization has crumbled except for one city in Australia. Wow, they must have finished filming really fast. They got it out 47 years ahead of schedule. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So this one seemed like something we would watch. Futuristic, apocalyptic situation. So (laughs) probably check it out. Pretty appropriate for 2020. Yeah, it does. Or yeah, it is. Um, and then Netflix, this already came out February 5th, but Space Sweepers, we just watched the trailer for, and it has kind of like a, what'd you say, Guardians of the Galaxy feel? It felt like that. But it's a foreign film. The foreign film. Yeah. It's dubbed, so. Yeah. But it seemed like it could be entertaining. I, I can't tell if Netflix is just really doubling down on foreign films with dubbing, or if we just watch something and so now it's like oh this is all they like so i looked i actually found this as like it was like a news article for last week and it was like all the streaming services are like doubling down on all their foreign film purchasing because they don't have anything all else their filming. all their non-english properties they're like really buying a lot more of them than they used to because mm-hmm. even though because it used to be like a niche market but now that everything's fucking shut down everywhere mm-hmm. they're like we got to expand our library library so they're l- looking into Makes sense. and in order to get more subscribers in those local areas the easiest way to do that is stuff from local programming is what it said mm. and so if it's from a local channel or something like that then they'll pick it up and then they'll say hey look this town in Singapore this TV show you guys like is on our service you should subscribe for like all the rest of the stuff it's random example i don't know so they're kind of <laughs> double dipping they're getting content to put elsewhere but they are also also, gaining markets by being like see we have stuff that you like in your area exactly we buy local yeah (laughs) we buy local and give it to everyone else too but here give us money um so yeah it's an interesting concept i i we had noticed that about netflix having a lot more it seemed like foreign language or dubbed uh, yeah i was just assuming it's because we've watched a few things so it was like oh they like this yeah and that's all I like. Yeah, but apparently it's a widespread thing. Like other other services are doing the same thing. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'll, I'll be checking Space Sweepers out. Yeah, it seems like it could be entertaining. All right, well, we have a few tweaks to scheduling on some items. Uh, the Resident Evil reboot movie uh, finally got a release date, September 3rd of 2021. So oh. later this year. Okay. We kind of knew it was coming out this year. And I remember when we first talked about it after, I think it was December, they had the tweet about the uh, filming was complete. And we were trying to figure out how the hell it was going to come out within the next year. Because it felt like they would have to do all the CGI and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. apparently they're going to have it done by September. So okay. Good to know. Uh, that kind of makes me <laughs> worry that it's either going to have really bad CGI if they're going to be done that quickly. Or it isn't going to have a lot. Which I guess could be a good thing. Yeah. If they rely more on practical, then maybe that's a better route. True. But um, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, also, the CW has made a lot of moves. You know, they typically cancel things, it seems, lately. Mm-hmm. But they have made some renewals. So The Flash is getting a season eight, apparently. Really? Yeah. I thought it was on its way out. Uh, we, I mean, yeah. We haven't really watched the last season, right? We're, Or I guess we might be two seasons out. I don't even know. No, I think we're just one season behind. Whatever's on Netflix is yeah. what we haven't seen. Yeah. If only there was a way we had access to it. Yeah. <laughs> Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not that important. No one's waiting on the edge of their seat to find out exactly yeah, where we are in yeah. the flash. <laughs> right? <laughs> Is Iris going to die again this season? Probably not. Yeah. Because <laughs> she never fucking does. It's true. She's like immortal. Along with that, Batwoman season three was announced, so... Apparently they're confident okay. that that's going strong enough so to Ryan go again. Wilder's doing well then, it seems. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow season seven. Okay. That was kind of surprising to me. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch it, but I thought it was kind of like the lower tier of what people watched on this. I think Arrowverse. it was one of those like slow burn shows where like after season four it really picked up somehow. Mm. I think it was just comparative comparatively to the rest of the CW verse. Maybe it's because people it are more better. bored of. <laughs> The other shows that they yeah. were more into in the beginning. Yeah. Because they've either died out or just got stale. I think and that's so the case. And so maybe this is like getting more attention by fans. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and then not a renewal, but uh, Superman and Lois, the new show coming out later this month. I believe it's this month. Yeah, I think it's this month. Mm-hmm. They received two more episodes on this season. So it's going to bring the count to 15 now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill the messenger i'm just <laughs> i just don't okay uh apparently the network is pleased uh in quotes with the creative direction of the show all right i'll believe it when i see it <laughs> <laughs> yeah right that was it just those few things okay well since we're on the subject of renewals did you everybody find out that uh tom brady renewed his super bowl championship ring subscription God damn it. I had it recorded. <laughs> I was gonna watch it. I don't understand how he's a real person. This that... <laughs> was gonna be history in the making. Yeah. A seventh time. A seventh time, yeah. <laughs> so we watched the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was... I it, assume everybody did. It but was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It... <laughs> yeah, it was about what I expected. <laughs> Overall, I don't think it mattered whether you cared about the sport or the ads or yeah 
any of the atmosphere. I think all of it, of it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Or a, a lot. A, a lot of a it. A lot of it. <laughs> I feel like it was really quiet too on the social media front as far as leading into the Super Bowl. I feel like there wasn't a lot of chatter about it. Mm-hmm. So either everybody was like keeping it on the down low about having Super Bowl parties or yeah. the network was going to have a really fucking big record of TVs watching the game. Yeah, because everybody's season. actually watching it in their own home. Yeah. Instead of gathering in one large location. Yeah, that's probably true. It'd be really interesting to see. I think I saw something today or yesterday that said Nielsen was still reviewing the numbers to see mm-hmm. whatever, viewership or whatever, but I'm yeah. curious to see how that goes. And I heard there was an individual that wanted them to stop the counts. Yeah, I heard that too. But he didn't have access <laughs> Yeah, he to didn't. tweet. His Twitter wasn't working or something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Twitter was having a technical difficulty <laughs> on his end. Yeah. <laughs> we kid, we kid. Yeah. <laughs> we, we couldn't let that joke go. You can't, you can't pass it by. <laughs> um, so yeah, usually Super Bowl gives us a lot of good commercials, a lot of good new trailers. I mean, that's what most people look forward to, right? It's not right? really so much the ads. It's literally, what's the great fucking trailers yeah. that are going to premiere? It goes in order... New trailers, funny ads, Puppy Bowl, the snacks. I think the Puppy Bowl is like your thing. I don't think people care or know people about the Puppy Bowl. People know about the Puppy Bowl, just so we're clear. I know about it, but not yeah. once where I thought, you know what, I fucking care. But they had the Puppy Bowl on at your brother's house whenever we did that Super Bowl, Super Bowl party years ago. Probably on another TV, like Yeah, because they had like six TVs going. So that whoever did care about it would just leave them alone. Okay. And not change the TV. Whatever. Anyway. I mean, that's why I found you in the closet so many times. Super Bowl did not have anything to give us really much this year. Nope. Even what little they did was truncated because the Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer was like, oh, see the full trailer online. Like, did we ever see the whole? Did they play the whole trailer? We walked away. Oh. They played it, and then they had a thing at the end. Okay. So that's why we watched it online. Okay. Luckily. I thought it was one of those things where they were like, we don't want to pay more money, so we're no, just no, going to no. buy a No, because you're still spot. paying that money either way. True. I'm sure it's changed, but I think it was like, at one point it was like $7 million or something to run a Super Bowl ad mm. for 30 seconds. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I'm sure it's gone up. That was back when I was in college. Yeah. I learned about that. That's nuts. Um... So yeah, I feel like this trailer was the only one that was like anything new, but even that we well, didn't... Well, they had, there's a couple shows that were just like, okay, we already saw, it was like that nobody show, whatever. For... <laughs> that nobody show. No, what's his name from uh, Better Call Saul? Yeah. Saul, right? I think his name was Saul Goodman? Y- yeah, Saul Goodman. What's That's up? his name. Okay. <laughs> I know, but I was trying to remember the name of the show. Nobody is the name of the show. Oh, it's just... That's oh. the... I wasn't making it's... a joke. Oh. I thought it was like you were saying the word nobody and then there was something else it's in the like title. It's like Mr. Nobody or just okay. nobody. Got it. Okay. So like we had like a who's on first situation yeah. going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did. <laughs> you weren't there? There was also a trailer for Fast and Furious 9, but it was really oh. short and nothing really all that impressive. And also seems fairly premature. I, I could swear they said it was delayed like another year. I feel like it's not even until like next year. That's what I thought. Maybe late this year, but... It just seems like what they showed wasn't worth the cost of... Right. They had to have done it long before they delayed the movie or something. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, probably. Made, made the made the deal 
to get in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're like, well, we already paid it, so we might as well just fucking advertise. (laughs) Yeah. What I really expected to see was HBO Max give a Snyder Cut trailer. Yeah. But they didn't. No. Like, at the very least, like, you'd think they would have done some kind of, like, collage of all their fucking movies coming out to really hype people to get into HBO Max for... Yeah, that's true. The next few months. I was also surprised by that. Yeah, pretty light, other than... The Falcon Winter Soldier, which I guess was the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, most of the stuff that we saw in that trailer was what we've already seen. Just exactly. Like, yeah, I feel like we already knew who the characters it. were. Yeah. It didn't seem like there's anything really all that new. Just Yeah. We just saw. So the two new things I really identified in this were that Bucky and Sam are going through what seems to be some kind of counseling. Like there's like a third party that's interviewing them. Yeah. Whether it's counseling or mediation or some weird shit where they have like drama mm-hmm. going on. I don't fucking know. I feel like they're going for, like, an odd couple type yeah. thing with these two. It seemed like couples counseling. Because I feel like at the end <laughs> of Endgame, it, it, they were, like, more buddies than, you know, obviously you see that development through those movies. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they're buddies. Yeah. At this point in this mm-hmm. world. But now it seems like they're still in the Civil War era where mm-hmm. they're, like, fighting for Cap's number two spot. Yeah. Or they, like, just disagree on how to do things. I don't know. Something else cool is we got our first glimpse of Sharon Carter, which we go- we we go- we knew uh, that Emily Van Camp would be coming back for the series, but we hadn't seen her yet in any of the trailers, so that was cool mm-hmm. to see and her. And it looks like she's trying to hunt them down, right? It seems that way, yeah. So, because last we saw her was Winter Soldier, right? I think so. And yes. Bucky was trying to kill trying her. to kill her, yeah. <laughs> so, so she probably doesn't like the guy that much. Probably not. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I did like the shot where Sam threw the shield and then a cut later, Bucky catches it. Which were, they were clearly two different shots. Yeah, but obviously yeah. they're not really the same shot, but I thought it was cool how they did that. How they designed the trailer. They were playing catch with each other. Yeah, <laughs> via a tree. I <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was cool. So it was entertaining. Imagine that tree was actually just Groot and he's like, fuck! <laughs> I guess you'd just like, be like, Groot! <laughs> I am Groot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was nice to see it. It wasn't really that exciting, but it was cool. So, that's the best we could get anyway. Yeah. I, this show looks like it's going to have a lot of CGI. Like, it, it looks like it's more... I mean, WandaVision has it, but, like, it feels like that's a little bit more toned down as far as that. Like, it's more practical with, like subtle cgi for mm-hmm. like her like powers and stuff right yeah this show feels like it's it's more like a blockbuster marvel movie mm-hmm. it, like there seems to be scenes that look like they're gonna have a lot of it seemed like there were some serious fight scenes mm-hmm. and some other shit like yeah. that like heavy stunt work and some yeah. other exciting stuff going we'll see on. we'll see definitely i think it was like a week between wandavision and, and until this starts Ugh. like a like a gap so i guess two weeks oh, that's fucking rude they couldn't just do it one week later. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into our DTF quickies. Chiwetel Ejiofor is going to star in a series based on Man Who Fell to Earth. This is a book that was written by the same guy, Walter Tevis, who wrote Queen's Gambit. I feel like I talked about this based because of some play or something recently, but... Anyway, um, it was previously adapted into a, into a film in 1976, which starred David Bowie. 
and Chiwetel Ejiofor will not be playing the same character as Bowie did, but a new alien who lands on our planet. So, cool. Fun. Okay. Yeah. I wonder why they're changing the, the alien character. I would assume just they probably the... just don't want to step on Bowie's legacy. I don't know. That would make sense. Yeah. I would. <laughs> you would want to step on it? Yeah. With both feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about it a little bit last week. Deadline reports now that two more projects are coming out of the GameStop Wall Street fiasco. Uh, we already knew about two movies. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, there is a limited TV series titled To the Moon in production that they are trying to fast track with industry newcomer Pinky Promise. Is that really a person's name? That's got to be like an alias type. It's got to be a production company name or something like that, right? That makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> You think it's a person? Hi, I'm Pinky. Pinky Promise. I I, I, I thought it was like a, a they say up and comer or whatever. Yeah. Or newcomer. I was like, is this like a so this is like a new writer, director person? That's like maybe they're trying to make a name. If like their whole like slogan is I Pinky Promise to do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't just do a good job. I Pinky Promise to do a good job. to do a good job. <laughs> That would be hilarious. I, I hope it actually is a person's name now okay, that you say I that. I guess now i got to look it up. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll find out. We'll follow up on the yeah. next episode. <laughs> I'll let you know. I pinky promise. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. And also a documentary uh, from the Console Wars director, High Five. What? That was, uh, it was a bad joke. Okay. <laughs> it's going off the pinky promise thing. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I or don't... should I have said A-OK? <laughs> no. From from director of Console Wars, Jonah Tulis. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Hopefully somebody out there laughed. Yeah. Someone. I'm sure someone did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted to give me a high five and they were like, oh. <laughs> so yeah. Console Wars. I think that's a... I think that's a documentary on CBS All Access, actually. I think it's about Sega and Nintendo's... Well, war console war. <laughs> yeah, we should probably check that out. Yeah, we should. All right. Uh, Marvel actually hired Stacy Osei Kafour to write the Blade film, according to Hollywood Reporter. So that's good news. Yeah, stuff is going on. That's a property that was kind of silent for the longest time, right? They announced it at D twenty three many years ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been at least three years. It's been a while. I feel uh, like maybe two. No, we'll say three. Yeah, just add one for COVID. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why I was like, yeah. no, it's got to be three. Because I feel yeah. like, yeah, COVID reasons, it's got to be longer than I thought yeah. it was. <laughs> uh, and Stacey Osei Kafour is known for writing Watchmen on HBO, Hunters on Amazon, and Pen15 on Hulu. That's a wide array of things. <laughs> I was like, reading this, I was like, wait a minute. This chick has some range. Yeah. I mean, Watchmen alone, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, Hunters, I don't think we ever watched that. We didn't That's watch Al Pacino, it. right? I think so, yeah. And Pen15 is hilarious in its own weird way. Yeah, I've watched like, I think two-thirds of the first season. Mm-hmm. I'll probably continue it. Yeah, I need to go back I to it. I feel like I just can't relate to it as much as I want to because I didn't grow up as a young girl yeah. going through puberty. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of things that go on in prepubescent girls or pubescent girls that, like, boys don't know about. Mm. And so, for me, I'll see something, I'm like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. we all did that. Like, I'm getting all, like, yeah, I get laugh at all, like, the throwbacks to yeah. to shit when I was in school. Like, yeah. 
you know, you'll see them with the textbook with the fucking trash bag or not trash bag, trash paper bag, bag. <laughs> cover. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Do do kids even do notes anymore? Or is it just I, like I think text? They just text. They just text. Yeah, I think that they're just born with cell phones now. So yeah, they yeah. just come out yeah. of the <laughs> vagina with them. Yeah. First the child, and then the doctor's like, "Oh, wait, the, no, there's oh, another there's, one. There's a phone. Nope, nope, it's just the phone. <laughs> Never mind." Tom Holland has told Variety in an interview that his untitled Spider-Man 3 film is, in quotes, the most ambitious standalone superhero movie ever made. Okay. Has he heard of Civil War? (laughs) Is he really good at exaggerating? (laughs) Yeah, I think he is. (laughs) I think he's really good at hyping things. Yeah. And then the news the next day comes out the complete opposite of what he said. Yeah, it seems that way. (laughs) Okay. The funny thing, too, is a lot of it's rumors so far, right? Mm -hmm. The thing that would make it the most ambitious standalone film would be having the Spider-Verse, right? Having all of these characters. So far, all we have is Doc Ock and Electro confirmed castings from those actors, right? Yeah, but also... Is it standalone if it's already the third part in a series? I don't well, know. what they mean is by standalone is, or what he means is, it's a Spider-Man-centric film, mm-hmm. not the Avengers. Okay, got it. But by that same logic you just kind of had is, is it really considered a standalone movie if you have a bunch of other characters that are yeah. not in your property in your film? Yeah. Like, Unless... it's one thing if you have a bunch of Spider-Verse characters, because they're within right. Spider-Man, right? Yeah. But, like, let's, like, we already know Doctor but... Strange is in it. Uh-huh. Okay? So, that alone is, like, does that make it a standalone film, in my opinion? I guess it depends I on guess... how much of a role the character has. Right. If he's a cameo, I guess, sure, it's still a standalone. But, like, in my opinion, you could call it Spider-Man 3, but I didn't really consider Captain America Civil War a Captain America film. Right. It was I considered Civil War. it a fucking... Small-scale Avengers film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, he was, like, considered the main focus. But, like, Iron Man was just as much of a focus in that film. Yeah. So. True. I imagine Doctor Strange won't be as much of a focus in this one. But Mm -hmm. still, if he's a big role, it seems he will be. Mm -hmm. I can't really consider that a standalone, in my opinion. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we have all these rumors of all these different Spider-Verse characters, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's almost kind of a bummer when I hear Tom Holland has said something about a movie because I mm-hmm. feel like that means it's just even longer away than it was ever than it was before he said something. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, the movie's complete. It's gonna be released next week." Yeah, delayed one year. Yeah, delayed uh, one hundred years indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm like fuck. Yeah, uh, there's actually going to be a Black Panther wakanda series coming to disney plus though so i don't know when but and no time soon right? no i know i'm I mean... sure it's no time soon uh but ryan coogler will bring the world to life on disney's streaming service and it's going to be based on the kingdom of wakanda so that should be interesting to see what kind of exciting stuff so my question is do we know if this is live action or animated i don't think they've said anything i imagine it's live action because that would be pretty cool and then 
Is this just about Wakanda, like, externally from the Black Panther? Or, like, is he just, like, happened to exist? I I think I, it's going to depend what they do with Black Panther, too. True, I have true. to assume that's coming out first. Yeah. Uh, my question is, why wasn't this announced with the investor, an- like, announcements? Because they... I was wondering the same this thing. This seems like a big deal to just randomly throw out, like, what, a month later? Yeah. Not even? The only thing I maybe. can think of is maybe there were still wrapping up some signatures and they just didn't have it on the books They're yet. Just, okay, that's true. They had to confirm all like, of their... Like, to make sure everybody was commitment okay. Commitment to it, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's possible. But it does seem kind of, like, weird timing. Yeah. And, it, and here's my other question. <laughs> Follow-up to that question. They didn't make it on to the investor day... Wouldn't they theoretically wait till closer to the next quarter to like boost their whatever? Obviously they didn't, but I'm. That's it's an possible too that the investors knew about this, but they didn't say it out loud that's for fair, everybody else. That's a fair point. They might have had like other things. I mean, I imagine they know more on a list than we do. Yeah, they may have had like a list of projects that are in early stages that they weren't mm-hmm. releasing to people yet. Yeah. Good point. Plus, like you said, maybe they were still figuring stuff out and. Mm-hmm. Making a, a official thing. Yeah. Because I imagine they still have to figure out what the hell they're doing with Black Panther 2. Yeah, true. Uh, the Zack Snyder's Justice League officially gets its R rating. I don't remember if we talked about this. I, in my head we did, but I, I looked at our notes on previous weeks and I couldn't find it. I know we talked about it being suggested at one point. He mentioned it in an interview. Zack Snyder did, but it wasn't official yet at the okay. time. Yeah. So, yes, it's now official. It's getting an R rating for violence and some language. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess this means that fans are not getting a bat dong. They're not getting the Wonder Twins. <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> uh, they're just getting some f bombs. Maybe a pretty parademon death or two. Okay, that makes sense. And by pretty, I mean pretty gruesome. Yeah. But satisfying. Yeah. I mean, no surprises there. It it definitely seemed like the kind of movie that would have those things, so. Yeah. It sounds so romantic. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. It's perfect for Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's a shame it won't be on Valentine's Day. Yeah. However, it's apparently getting a trailer on Valentine's Day. Which I said earlier about the Super Bowl shit. Why? I mean, if it's going to be a week later... Why the fuck wasn't that just a Super Bowl thing then? Yeah. Just he I, didn't want to spend the money on it? I mean, it seemed like it would have been worth it. Yeah. Get, get HBO Max. You know, we're in the streaming wars, right? Yeah. So you're going to get... Lay your dick on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly, like a fruit by the foot. <laughs> it like unrolls. Why is it so sticky? <laughs> We're going to have to burn this table, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, that was my whole... uh... That was your whole bit. Yeah, that was it. Uh, Actually, James Gunn answered a question on Twitter regarding how involved uh, Warner Brothers has... The studio has been in the editing process. Because everybody has this opinion or knowledge of... Hearsay, I guess, of Warner Brothers being like, oh, you got to do it this way. So it basically yeah. ends up well, sucking. Yeah, between Suicide Squad, Justice League, yeah. and uh, what, I thought like there was another one that Man of problems. Steel, I don't know. like just Not what? Man of Steel, but maybe Wonder Woman 1984. Maybe. 
Who knows? But anyway, it's like common knowledge on the internet. Everybody's like, oh, Warner Brothers is very involved and they make us do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. So that's why it didn't turn out well. That's what they like to say. Yeah. Uh, so James Gunn actually said... That I'm not the, ugly. It's the mirror. Yeah. The, the mirror, <laughs> this mirror is not allowing me to look attractive. This mirror is obviously <laughs> faulty. Okay. <laughs> um, but James Gunn, an- James Gunn answered this question by saying the Suicide Squad is fully finished and cut... And I made every single choice, and they never once even slightly interfered. They gave very very few notes. They were usually good and minor, and I took them if I wanted to and didn't if I didn't want to. Warner's was creatively amazing. So that sounds like James Gunn's calling the other people out for not for not doing a good... I mean, indirectly. It's either that or it's just him doing his job to hype WB and, true, and praise true. them because they're the one paying him to That's make a fucking movie, right? A fair point, yeah. It doesn't mean that he's like a sellout. It just means like, well, I mean, I'm I'm not going to talk shit. Yeah. Um like some other people some have Some other done. individuals <laughs> who shall remain nameless. <laughs> who will probably not end up in any other properties yeah, a- yeah, after this. Yeah. Exactly. Um yeah, I, you know what this also kind of highlights too though hmm. is if WB had very little to do with the plot and, and writing and, and like whatever happens, mm-hmm. that says a lot about he either knows his fucking DC characters mm-hmm. or he's really good at fucking researching yeah. projects to do what he's hired to do. True. I mean, look what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, right? That's true. That he was a damn good job. That was a, not to hate on it, but it was relatively a nobody yeah, it was characters. a fairly unknown property, except by diehard comic fans. Yeah, like it had a small niche yeah. audience, yeah. and that became one of their best yeah. properties for yeah. that phase. Yeah, which with some really good soundtracks. It's a real shame for what's happened with that property, but it seems like we're probably only going to get three, and that's the end of it. Eh, we'll see. Well, I don't think he's coming back for it, is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. I think he's going to do his movie, finish his trilogy that he started, and he's out. Yeah. But they might take it in a different direction after that, and it could be somebody else could do a good job too. Yeah, I imagine they'd change the cast of it. Yeah, because the Guardians maybe have various... use those characters in different properties, just as like smaller roles. Yeah, it's just like the Avengers, though. Like there's there's they have a different like team up throughout the years of the comics, so mm-hmm. they could easily have more Guardians of the Galaxy stuff later. Yeah, and they've, the they've interacted people. with other groups as well, so it's yeah. not like they are only in Guardians. That's it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be active. Or should I say, Activia? <laughs> She's yeah. now been cast in the Borderlands movie. Is she regular? <laughs> She's a regular cast member now. <laughs> she would be playing Dr. Patricia Tannis. Oh, okay. The the scientist. Yes. Scientist. <laughs> Why is that funny? Um... For reasons that I won't say because it's spoilers to Borderlands 3. Okay, well, she's still a scientist. Yeah, she's definitely a scientist. I wasn't saying that she wasn't. <laughs> now, is she, I can't recall. Is she a playable character in Borderlands? No, she's not. So this throws my theory out the window then. That they're casting all characters for, season, for Borderlands 1. So it's going to be that plot point. Well, I mean, you could still have a plot point. Like She was in it, but as like a like a AI character, right? A non-playable NPC. Yeah, she was a non-player character. Um, 
but like she's been a fairly significant. She's like um iridium specialist or whatever. Like the purple shit that okay. you find so all over the place. So they'll probably just have her as a cameo she's role. Probably. Probably gonna be good to have in any Borderlands related yeah. situation, regardless She'll of what supply the yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> She'll supply the yogurt. It's like, you bring me yogurt and I will analyze your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is really interesting. Every time they do a new cast member, I get really confused about what age these people are going to yeah, be. Yeah. Because. <laughs> they keep going higher. <laughs> they keep, they keep going, going, going higher. higher. So I was like, whenever they cast Kevin Hart, I was like, okay, okay, they're bringing it back yeah, down a little bit. he's like 50 something. Is he? No, oh, we, we had, had this, this conversation. <laughs> I was like, no, he's not. That was the joke. Okay. I just felt like whenever they cast him, I was like, okay, the age is going back down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then now Jamie Lee Curtis, and I'm like, the, the fuck? It's I don't... A, maybe maybe they're going to use the uh, Marvel de-aging on her. Maybe. Maybe. Or it's possible that she doesn't look as old as she did in Knives Out, because she was supposed to be playing an older woman, so. Okay. I tried Googling pictures. And well, I'm... she I didn't, she in the new... Um... Halloween movies? Probably. So we'll see what she looks like in the last Halloween movie. And then the new one comes out, I think comes out this year. Okay. So we'll see that one. We'll have a better idea. Yeah. Well, regardless, I can't wait for this uh, movie wherever and whenever they set it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for our news. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about what we watched this week. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. Nice. Uh, First up, I checked out The Great North. It's an adult animated series on Hulu. It dropped January 3rd of this year. And it was created by the Molyneux sisters and Minty Lewis. Um, the Molyneux, I know, these Are names. you sure Pinky Promise isn't <laughs> I, in there I can't somewhere? say if Pinky Promise is involved or not. Um, the Molyneux sisters, you might remember, uh, because they were announced last November to be writing the screenplay for Deadpool 3. Boo! That's rude. Boo! What are you booing? Because uh, I had my Deadpool 3 idea, and yeah. now I can't do it. Well... I was excited about it. Because obviously I had a chance. You were of pretty getting, close. You were in yeah, the running. All I had to do was write it. Yeah. And then. Know someone. Get me in to pitch it. Right. You were so than close. That, I was all. I was almost there. Yep. Um, so I was excited about this because give me a little taste of their writing while we're waiting for Deadpool 3 eventually to happen. Um, this is very Bob's Burgers ish. Uh, which I love, obviously, so it worked out for me. I feel like most adult cartoons these days have that same art style. Right? It seems they, like They it. all seem to have the Bob's Burger art style. It does seem that which way. Which is probably taken from something else, but I just don't Possibly. know. And now yeah. someone's going to be like, yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, joke's uh, on you. I hear that every day. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll just the, quickly, I'll run through... Kind of the overview, basically it's like a family who lives in, I want to say it's Alaska. Yeah, they live in Alaska. Um, and they're, uh, the dad is like a fisherman for his career. That's what he does. Wow. And okay. he's a single dad of four or three. I'll let you know in a minute. <laughs> you really focus on the show, I can, it seems. <laughs> I just, there was only two episodes to watch and I was like kind of not paying attention for a whole thing. I was a little in and out, but I did enjoy it. Okay, so Nick Offerman plays Beef Tobin. Yeah, Beef is what I said. 
Um, who's <laughs> a uh, divorced single father career fisherman. Jenny Slate is in this. And I, like, as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, where is that from? And it was her because I remember watching, she was one of the voices on Big Mouth. Okay. And it's almost the same voice that she uses, which is, it works perfectly for this opportunity. Yeah, easy paycheck then, huh? Yeah. Um, she plays Judy Tobin. <laughs> she just hands audio from that yeah. show. <laughs> I'm not coming in today. Yeah. Just use this. Yeah. Uh, she plays Judy Tobin, Beef's only daughter. Will Forte is Wolf Tobin, who's the oldest son. And uh, Dulcie Sloan is Honeybee Shaw, who is Wolf's fiance, who has moved there from Fresno. She okay. moved from Fresno, Fresno to Alaska. So that's a fun little thing in and of itself. Okay. And Paul Rust is Ham Tobin. I don't These names are nuts right now. Um, and Apar- It's an Alaskan thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And then Aparna Nancheria is Moon Tobin, who's the youngest son. And then Megan Mullally obviously is a voice in it as well, because of course she is. She's married to Nick Offerman, so mm. duh. Um, and then Alanis Morissette is also, has a voice part as well as herself. Huh. Isn't that ironic? All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, like I said, there's only two episodes available so far and it looks like there's more coming out, but I can't tell how many. There's only four listed, um, on the Wikipedia, but I don't think that's going to be the total. It's just kind of like up in the air situation, okay. but it's already been renewed for season two as of June of last year. So apparently they are very confident in it. It just seems like they're slow with releasing episodes. Okay. Yeah. But I would say it's worth checking out. It's silly, funny, something you can just... What was the best joke in the show so far? On the spot, go. Uh... <laughs> I'll have to see it in action. I don't have it memorized. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to not answer that question because I, okay. I don't have a good answer. Okay. But it was just overall a funny show. Okay. Yeah. What... What other show does it most resemble humor-wise? Bob's Burgers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of why I said that. It's okay. like, yes, the animation is the same too, but it's the same kind of like, uh, it's all the the children trying to, like everybody's trying to live their lives and like they're trying to cater to their dad because like their mom left and whatever. There's mm-hmm. like weirdness. She was a mermaid? No. <laughs> I guess There's that like, makes sense because she wasn't much of a catch. Yeah. It's very similar to Bob's Burgers, but if it was like in Alaska and... Okay. Yeah. So I, it sounds like it's like equivalent to American Dad to Family Guy. Yes. They made it's, the same show, but for a different group of people. Yes. It seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> to simplify it. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. probably fair. But worth, right. worth checking out if you liked Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Especially yeah. since there's only like two episodes. Yeah, like, it's... I can catch Honestly, up on like this. when it finished, I was like, wait a minute, what? What? Like, I was confused because I was expecting to have it on for like another hour. Yeah. While I was like doing something. I was like doing notes or something. And then I was like, oh. Yeah. I guess I have to put something else on now. So what's your final verdict then? Uh, I am going to slice it. Slice it? Yes. Okay, you're going to slice it home fry. Yeah, I have a feeling it would be a, it would be a dissected if I had more of it, but for now it's a slice it. Okay. Well, at least I'll be able to catch up and yes, come back with what I think of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, you know, after you called me out about not watching enough on Shutter, I don't remember <laughs> if you called me out, may I call myself I think out? You called yourself out. Whatever. I'm blaming you. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I took time to really reflect on that, and so I turned it on one day, and I watched a, a movie called Soul Station. Okay. Really looked deep into my soul via a station. No. Uh, this is actually a prequel to Train to Busan. It's an animated sequel, though. Okay. Or prequel, sorry. Okay, got it. It's an animated <laughs> prequel. Like, it's a prequel and <laughs> It a changes time throughout the film. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, it's a South Korean adult animated horror film. It, it's exactly what you're expecting if you've seen Train to Busan. It's just the early starts of this zombie outbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you follow this young woman who is struggling with bills and getting a stable home. There's this whole arc with her and her father, daddy issues, mm-hmm. which plays into her backstory. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was a very touching, very... For being an animated thing, like, I was just so surprised how moving and great the narrative and storytelling was of this one. Like, I was expecting to just be like, oh, they're gonna really make some cool fucking zombie animated deaths. But, like, no, this was, like, 100% the story was far better than what I came for, which was just okay. the, the zombie killing. Right. Well, that's good. Which I guess falls in line because Train to Busan was a really good narrative film. Mm-hmm. So it's got me really excited for that sequel one, Peninsula or where the fuck it is. Yeah. That's coming to Shutter at some point this year. So nice. Yeah, I really recommend this. I, I It's a dissect it. Like I, by the end of the film, I was just like, I was shocked at how it ended. Yeah. So I really recommend it. And it, it had a lot of messages on just kind of how society works and... I've seen the love everything I've I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, dissect it. Okay, cool. Especially them zombies. Yeah, dissect the shit out of those. Uh, all right, we also watched The Little Things, which uh, was released January 29th this year. It is available um, in theaters in some places, and also for thirty one the first thirty one days uh, simultaneously in HBO Max. That's part of the Warner Brothers deal. Okay. See, I didn't realize this was one of those movies. Yeah. I was actually telling somebody at work to watch this. And I was like, oh, you should check it out. And they were like, they couldn't find it on any other service. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. (laughs) Looked it up. It's Rolled your fruit by the foot on the table. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) In the break room. Um, So, yeah, if you have HBO HBO Max, definitely go check it out. (laughs) Boss comes in. Um, (laughs) We can't do that. Yeah, definitely check it out before that timer expires. Because after that point, I don't know what happens if you have to like buy it or if it's going to go on another service. Uh, it'll just come off, I assume, and then yeah. once they hit DVD, Blu-ray, whatever the hell again, <laughs> DVD, it's still somehow a fucking thing. I don't I know, understand I know. it. Um, okay, so this is a neo-noir crime film, and it follows two police officers as they, or law enforcement officers, as they uh, try to catch a serial killer in Los Angeles in 1990. Um, Denzel Washington plays Deke, Joe Deacon, who is a Kern County deputy sheriff. Shout out from yeah, I caught that. Yeah. I caught that. Yeah, you know. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Uh, Remy Malik is Jim Baxter and Baxter, a Los Angeles Sheriff's Department detective, and Jared Leto plays Albert Sparma, a person of interest in the case. There's other cast members, but those are the three big ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The story was really interesting. The acting was good. 
I did have a hard time with Rami Malek, as I told you when we were watching it. Mm-hmm. I just see Freddie Mercury when I, I see him now. I was struggling with that, too. Yeah. I was like, I swear <laughs> that he was just wearing some kind of a brace, like a mouthpiece to yeah. make that overbite or yeah. underbite, whatever it was. It was under? Under, be underbite. under, yeah. But I felt like he had it this whole movie. Yeah. So maybe he already had one, but he just made it more. <laughs> I think he wore something, but he probably got in the habit of speaking like that or whatever. Like just having that's true because he's he. I think he might be one of those like method actor type situations. Yeah, he's too. an actor that does math. No. <laughs> um, you can't say that about skinny actors. Some people will think you might be serious. <laughs> <laughs> he does have quite the jawline. <laughs> Remy, if you're listening, I'm just making a joke. Yeah. I've enjoyed uh, your stuff. Jared Leto looked fucking terrifying in this. Right? His, he looked like... His uh, body shape was so confusing. I, <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that never becomes dad bod. Yeah, no. That's awful. <laughs> I don't even understand how that was a real he thing. He looked like he had... Uh, what the fuck's his name? King of the Hill. Oh. Uh, Hank. Hank? He yeah. looked like he had Hank Hill's body. Yeah. But he like his limbs were skinny somehow? It was, yeah. Hank yeah. Hill. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, it was very, very awkward. Hank Hill, if he didn't get a haircut for, like, years. Yeah. Yeah. Years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, basically, this was, like, a, a mystery thriller yeah. type solve the case of yeah. the missing person. Yes. Uh, but, really, it was more focused on the detectives and, and the there, suspect than the actual case itself. Yes. There were pieces of the case that they covered or different cases, but... Yeah, there's this whole tie-in to, like, the past of yeah uh, one of the characters and yeah. all this stuff. And drive the whole, like, why is he so committed to this case? Right. I feel like there's a lot of... I had a lot of moments where I felt like I was watching Seven, but then... I saw somebody on the internet say, like, I saw internet things that said that, too. They said it was, like, seven. I've never it seen felt seven. Like, it, it felt like diet seven, I guess. It... <laughs> diet seven. Okay. Diet seven. Now. Not up. Not diet seven down. Um, I'm going to have to watch seven now because I. I don't like, know if you'd be. I don't, you don't know think if you so? could watch it. Oh, okay. So it's that much diet, it's... huh? <laughs> Seven's a very intense movie. Okay. Is it a horror movie? No. Okay. But it's just very disturbing. Okay. I see. It's very uncomfortable. Got it. It's got a lot of Amber Alert dolls and... Okay. I'm kidding. It doesn't. <laughs> it's like, I was pretty sure there's no dolls in that. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. You're not, the, you're, not the, you're not the only person I've heard say okay. that. So it seems to be accurate. Yeah. It. Jared Leto's role was very Jared Leto. Yes. I will say that. Very. He definitely picked a role where I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I can see why he's doing this role. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's it's slow. It it's over two hours. I think wasn't it like two hours and ten minutes or something like that. It felt like it was a long movie. It was really slow. It's a very it's very much a slow burn. I enjoyed it. I think two hours and seven minutes. I think the the way it ended is going to be disappointing to some people. Yep. But if you just take it for what it is. I think there's a lot to appreciate in the storytelling of what they're doing. I agree. But I, I also had a problem with the ending. And I guess let's just say I'm glad this isn't based on a true story. Which was another thing. I, yeah. I When we started watching it, when I, when I realized it was in Kern County, I was like, is this 
a fucking true story? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to start putting more locks on our doors? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, as far as I can tell, it's not based on any true story. Yeah. Per- any particular story, mm-hmm. anyway. So. Yeah. But it is. And it's a period piece to an extent. It yeah, was like, what, true. Was it the 70s? The 90s. 90s? Okay. Yeah. Close. <laughs> Just add a little loop there. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, Kern County looks like it's still in the 70s, even today. Uh, yeah, that's fair. In, in certain some, areas. In some areas, yes. So. Yeah. Checkmate. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I enjoyed the story. I had some problems with how things turned out, but that's to be expected for a movie like this. Um, but overall I enjoyed it. I think it was a good it was, yeah, I enjoyed it was a good a lot. story I... and there were some uncomfortable areas, but not very many, I don't think. Yeah. I have questions about Jared Leto's character. Mm-hmm. But like Obviously, you're not going to get those answers. Right. No, it's not going to be a thing. Yeah. 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 I, I dissect it. I, I really yeah. did enjoy it. Yeah. It's a slow burn, though. So if yeah. you're not into those kind of movies, you're probably not going to want to watch this. Yeah. I will, I'm also Especially gonna... with, like I said, it's going to be disappointing to a lot of people, I think. I'm also going to dissect it. So it looks like we're DTF. Yeah. So we give this one a diet seven up. <laughs> Yeah, totally. All right. Thanks, everyone. Would a diet seven just be a six? No, because that would be a six. It would have to be like a 6.9. Okay. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. That's it for our movies and TV section. Don't forget, if you're interested in our uh, weekly WandaVision episode breakdown, we're going to have that at the end, very end of the episode. So don't forget to check that out. In the meantime, though, we are going to move on to our game section. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to go over to Twitter and follow us at DTFpod. Go to our Facebook page, uh, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or go to our website, DTFcast.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell everybody you know to check out our podcast. That'd be great. We'd appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Games time. Yeah. Some new releases. Uh, Xbox Game Pass specifically, a game called Project Winter, February 3rd it went live. Yeah, it came out on February 3rd to Game Pass, I think, but it actually the game didn't officially release until the next day. So Game Pass people got it before it released. Okay. Yeah. That that same thing, didn't that happen with uh, Fallout 76? I think didn't so. Didn't something happen with the DLC for that game I on Game so. Pass? Yeah. So we gotta look, pay more attention to that stuff for, yeah. for games we really care about. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, so I watched the trailer for this. It's basically an eight-person multiplayer game focused on social deception. It, yeah. it feels like it's Among Us in 3D with a little bit more of a survival aspect to it than just pretend like you're doing something gotcha. or do something. It, right, right. So it's it, just it like... was interesting. Very cartoony graphics. Mm-hmm. I'll probably check it out, but I don't know if it's something that I would really play much because um, I don't have friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't know like... seven people. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm one. Okay. I... But we don't know five people. I'm almost so... there. <laughs> or six, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can count, I promise. I, I could probably get to a diet seven, but I can't get to a full seven <laughs> friends. So, like... 
six friends and like one of my cats. Yeah. So if you <laughs> if you have Game Pass and you want to play Project Winter with us, uh, tweet us on Twitter and let us know. <laughs> uh, February eleventh. Here's some really good games coming out on Game Pass. So if you do not have it, fucking get it. Jurassic World Evolution. Okay. Yeah. That's a really good game. Yeah. So good that I'm kicking myself that I paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> because it would be even better for free. That's true. It would. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that includes the DLC, but let alone just the standalone game is whatever campaign is, is good. Yeah, it is. The DLC is just kind of more of the same with reskins for yeah. other time periods. It is. I can tell you right now this game is not good for people who don't want to be stressed while playing a game. <laughs> Well, it's funny because it's both stressful and calming. Like mm. once you get in the zone of just doing the game, yeah, you'll like you'll start breathing again. Yeah, and you'll go, "What time is it? Like what? <laughs> what day is it?" How and long that have happened I been to me here? one day. I was yeah. in my boxers in the morning. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'll just play a little bit." And then yeah. it's like, "No, it's like six p.m." Uh-huh. I'm like, I hadn't shit. I hadn't <laughs> eaten. Like <laughs> you'd done nothing. The all day just yeah. went by. Yeah, where where was I? <laughs> I think you were working one of those okay. days. Yeah. It was like a weekend. I think it was back because it was, I think, when you were working weekends and oh, stuff. Oh, okay. When you were like a peon. Yeah. I hope you have coworkers who listen. Yeah. <laughs> that have to work weekends. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah. Uh, and also, one I actually did not play Final Fantasy twelve, The Zodiac Age. So I will be playing that. Yeah. I loved Final Fantasy ten. Didn't play 11 because that was a MMO, if I am correct. I played some of 13. I got to get my 12 fix, you know? Okay. Cool. That works out for you then. Yeah. PlayStation didn't seem to have anything, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, I think they're just kind of trying to survive. <laughs> yeah. Until they get the. Uh, well, more. we had, we had talked about their PlayStation Plus stuff last week. so They there had a big PlayStation Plus new. for yeah. February. They're so like, yeah, we're good for I a guess while. we could just re repromote that i guess uh so we had control. control ultimate edition we have that graffiti game <laughs> concrete Gra- genie concrete genie yeah and then we have uh destruction all-stars arena or whatever the fuck yeah, it's called whatever that trash is the game that was like supposed to be <laughs> by this game. and then they were like you know what actually Never mind. We know people aren't going to like it, so we'll <laughs> probably just not sell it, and then people won't be so mad when they yeah. play it. Yeah, That's got to be their mindset, right? Yeah. It's okay if it gets a bad score, because we didn't uh, we didn't charge you for it. Definitely. Uh, Switch actually finally has something for us, too. On February 12th, I know you're going to be excited about this one, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. This is where you get to play as a cat, essentially. <laughs> I like how you just stared at me dead eyed. <laughs> this is where you get to play as a cat. <laughs> yes, so this was a this was a Wii U game, right? And now they ported it over to the Switch and they've added a DLC mm. based off Bowser. So And apparently a cat costume. Okay, so that was my question. Bowser's not a cat, right? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> not until you slip him into that costume. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. It, I was just wondering where the cat thing came from. I feel like Mario games had the cat costume before, though. Like, I don't know. I There's a lot of games I haven't played in the Mario realm. I did get more interested in this because we fo- we saw that, like, Instagram ad or something for it. Mm-hmm. 
And when I first saw like the picture of him in the costume, I'm like, yeah, yeah, who cares? There's not a fucking yeah. costume. But then you see the the video, and he actually when he puts on the costume, starts like running around like a like a cat. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's more interesting. <laughs> it's me, a meow yo. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like it could be fun actually. Just start running at full speed. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Lick your paw. <laughs> run the other way. Yeah. <laughs> lick your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they have a section of the game where he has to just, like, knock things off of a surface. Yeah. yeah. Onto the enemy's head. Like, yeah. a Goomba's just, like, rolling by, and he's yeah. like... <laughs> For those that can't see, because it's a podcast, <laughs> we are doing the, the little cat bat Yeah, thing. batting something off of a surface. Yeah, preferably. Which, if you have the internet, you're familiar with. Yeah, so, like, a... Like a it'd be, like, a fire plant in, like, a, a vase... Yeah. Pot and he mm-hmm. just knocks that off. Yeah. And then it breaks the fire plant out. Yeah. I'm really showing that I don't know much about Mario <laughs> calling it a fire plant. I mean, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. I, <laughs> 35 years later, I, I don't, apparently don't know what it's called. I, I know what it is. I can tell you what it does. It changes the color of your clothes. It gives you firepower. Yeah. Speeds up the, the music. Speeds up the music. All right. Uh, a multi-platform, one game, Little Nightmares 2, which is a sequel to, you guessed it, Little Nightmares. What? It's a suspense adventure puzzle platformer game uh, coming out on PC, Switch, Xbox One, PS4, backwards compatible on PS5. So it can be played backwards compatible on PS5, but there is a next-gen release coming later this year as well. Yes. So probably don't play it if you want to play that version. And this is coming out February 11th. Yep. Cool. Cool, 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 We did get a couple delays. Um, Ubisoft Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. I mean, they call it a remake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, delayed indefinitely was expected out this March. I wonder why it was delayed. <laughs> Do you think they noticed finally that it didn't look like it was remade? Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering. They're like, somehow this looks worse than it did on PS2. Yep. I guess you could say they ran out of the Sands of Time. I was going to make a Sands of Time joke, too. Well, I want to hear yours. Because in my head, it felt good. But now I'm like, I feel like it's not that good now. I don't really... I think mine's going to be bad, too. But I was thinking... The Sands of Time is a reference to an hourglass. Mm-hmm. So the irony of a game about basically an hourglass getting delayed, taking more time, mm-hmm. is is ridiculous. Yeah. You think they're Ubisoft like, has like a, a physical like hourglass? It. Yeah. And they were like, like t- getting closer to, to the release date and there's yeah, that like, one last sand. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. flip uh, it over. Flip it back over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't know what to tell you. It was yeah. supposed to come out, I mean, it didn't, but... It looks like we're still... We've got plenty of time left. The hourglass so. is still going, it's obviously not coming out. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about them sands of time. Yep. Far Cry 6 has been delayed indefinitely. Are you seeing the theme here? <laughs> also a Ubisoft title. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was expected out February 18th, or at least that's what they were hoping for. That was their most recent expectation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So it's now delayed, and we don't know exactly when. That's the one with um, Giancarlo Esposito as the... Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, we saw a trailer for it. At, yeah. Um, I guess it was just the Ubisoft thing, right? The Ubi yeah, forward, Ubi whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Ubi not forward. More, more like Ubi backward. <laughs> Or Ubi still. Ubi behind. Yeah. Ubi behind. <laughs> Ew. Ubi behind. It's like a, a porno. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is what they're calling their Mass Effect remaster. Mm-hmm. Not a remake, right? Remaster. No, remaster. Okay. I mean, it looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I've, I've been seeing the stills. Of this game, like, mm-hmm. you know, the original and then the new one. And, yeah. like, sometimes it looks good on the new one. And other times I'm like, the original looked a lot more realistic and yeah. better. Yeah. So I'm very mixed on whether this looks better or worse. They've announced a release date for May 14th. Uh, there has been no suggestion of a next-gen version uh, for this. So right now it's just PS4 and Xbox One and PC. Okay. So I'm. I have to imagine they're just not saying it until they're more ready with that version. Yeah. Since all of the dramas happened with these other games, mm-hmm. you know, Avengers, Cyberpunk. Yeah. I think that's all it's about. Yeah. Also, apparently they've changed some of the angles from the original game, which yeah. gave more of a butt view of yeah. one of the characters. They're supposedly taking away some butt shots, which is so. like. I guess if that's something that you care a lot about, if you're passionate about that, then um, that helps you decide if you want this version. Yeah. If you're passionate about butts, you probably yeah. don't want the new version. <laughs> I feel like, should I just play the original first so I could see the difference in yeah. general for the game? Because mm-hmm. like, if I play just the new one, not just about the butts, but like yeah. the whole game itself, right. is it going to like... Is it going to taint it? Yeah. Is it going to be like less enjoyable because I don't get how much better... It supposedly looks because it doesn't look that great, in my opinion. Right, right. That's what I'm wondering, too. All right. Uh, we have some quickies. This I put here, even though it's technically not gaming. I feel like I wanted it here for whatever fucking reason. Uh, <laughs> Crackle, which apparently is a Sony-owned thing now, uh, will get a five-part docuseries about the rise of Nintendo coming out on March 1st. This is via Deadline. Uh, it was written and directed by Jeremy Sneed who also did video games, the movie. I feel like I've seen that. It's a documentary, if I'm correct. Mm. It's also going to have former Nintendo head Reggie Phil's aim and Xbox head Phil Spencer making appearances, being interviewed about the topic, which I thought was interesting. I get why Reggie would be there, mm-hmm. but Phil is an interesting one. It makes me wonder... If maybe they have a deal that they're working with mm-hmm. each other to better for both Microsoft and Nintendo. Because there's been a lot of rumors about shit coming to Switch that are Xbox titles. That's true. Hell, we've had a few already, right? Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe that'll be a thing. Not that they're going to announce anything, but just shows that they have a better relationship, I guess. Yeah. Uh, actually, Sony sold Crackle to <laughs> none other than Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. What? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, it was owned by Sony for a while, but like I guess in 2019 they sold majority stakes to 
I guess they call it CSS Entertainment, but it's Chicken Soup for the Soul, which I also didn't realize okay. was an entertainment company. All right. And then later they just sold the rest of their shares to that company because they're like, yeah, we're good. Makes more sense, I guess. Yeah. It's random fun facts the for the day. Know. The more <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. E3 has been announced that the 2021 conference will officially happen, but it's going to be an all digital event instead of what they hoped to be an in-person one. Of course, it was delayed last year and then eventually just canceled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was actually confirmed to IGN when they asked them. There's like a quote. It says, we can confirm that we are transforming the E3 experience for 2021 and we'll soon share exact details on how we're bringing the global video game community together. We have a great, com- we have, we are having great conversations with publishers, developers, and companies across the board. And we look forward to sharing details about their involvement soon. Basically, it sounds like they're talking to everybody they can figure out and be like, hey, what can we what can we work together on to make this some kind of, like, advertising event? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm curious if this is just a because of the current climate of the world or if this is, like, we're probably just going to shift to an all-digital mm-hmm. in general at this point to save a lot of money and it's just going to make more sense in the long run. Yeah. Obviously, this year, at the very least, it makes sense. But for mm-hmm. the future, I feel like I'm torn because... If this isn't just like a this year thing and it's just that's how it is now, like I'm going to miss that mm-hmm. whole experience going in and, yeah. and playing stuff and standing in lines and, you know, getting your cool free freebie stuff and, you know, just the whole atmosphere of E3. Yeah. But at the same time, fuck those lines. Yeah, fuck those lines. <laughs> that's true. But at the same time, too, like, they could then allow everybody to, like, see these things, you know? Mm-hmm. I've said this in the past. Like, Xbox talked about how they had, like, a new style that they were going to do for their last year, whatever conference thing, which it didn't feel like anything different. But my thought was what they should do is, like, release a demo yeah. of whatever game. I think it was Halo Infinite at the time, which, of course, that was a huge yeah. setback, right? Right. You know, like, that'd be, like, the hype thing is, like, go download the demo for whatever games. You know, E3 can partner with all these publishers and, and developers and, and put demos out with them. Mm-hmm. You know, brand them with the E3 whatever. Right. Exclusive or whatever the hell. Yeah. And then let everybody enjoy that. That's a good point. They could even do, like, a temporary access subscription thing or whatever on, like, consoles. Like, Ooh, for the month of so July. So you just pay for a subscription. Yeah. And you get to play any demos that are involved yeah. in the E3. Oh, my God. Yeah. We should delete that so they... Oh, yeah. Take that out. So they don't just do it and <laughs> we can sell the idea to them. Yeah, definitely. And on that note of Halo Infinite, uh, not so much that game, but 343 Industries is apparently working on an unannounced Halo project. The company has posted a job listing as of February 6th for a producer to help develop a new project in the Halo universe. Hmm. They are specifically wanting experience shipping AAA games. So we know it's not anything other than a game. Yeah. Interesting. I'm curious to see what this could be. I think they've said that, that Halo Infinite is not going to have any kind of Battle Royale mode. Mm. I'm curious if this would be something that they could be making that on the side. There's no way they're not looking at how can they make halo into a battle royale there's just no yeah, way there's they're too successful for them there's to not be too much money it. that they could make off of that absolutely i would be shocked if they never did that yeah warzone has done a pretty good job at making a free-to-play game that you 
see a lot of profit out of. Because mm-hmm. people want that shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gearbox has announced that they will be joining Embracer Group. Uh, Embracer has purchased the developer based out of Texas, are reportedly worth up to $1.3 billion for the Damn. deal. Uh, Embracer's existing operating groups include THQ Nordic, Saber Interactive, among some others. Okay. Uh, they've also acquired Aspire, another Texas-based developer, which will work under Saber Interactive's title. Okay. So this company, Embracer, now has access to over 200 game franchises and more than 5,500 employees. Um, Aspire or Asper did Knights of the Old Republic, I think. Mm, that's why they sound familiar. Yes. Okay. I was like, why does that sound familiar? I had to look it up. Okay. Yeah. Activision uh, is getting sued by somebody over the Modern Warfare character <laughs> likeness of Mara. I saw that. Which I... is a female character in the Warzone game. Yeah. So Activision, not just Activision, Activision, Infinity Ward, and Major League Gaming are all being sued for copyright infringement. Clayton Haugen alleges that the character Mara is based off his creation of Cade Janis for a story called November Renaissance. He used actress Alex Zedra to portray Cade in a photo shoot as part of the film pitch, and Zedra was also hired by Activision later on for the Infinity Ward game to create a strong, skilled female fighter for Modern Warfare. He claims that they asked her to use the same gear and outfit as well in their project as the photo shoot. That's a little awkward. <laughs> but like a strong female warrior, is that copyright infringement? I don't... Well, if you see the pictures, there yeah. I've seen photos of it like, within the articles of like his photo shoot and then Stuff for Activision, and mm-hmm. you could kind of see why it. It okay. seems I don't know, it. I guess it's the fine details of what they define as. Yeah, because if they if they hired her for her likeness or for whatever, then she was getting paid. Yeah, but I guess it's copyright infringement potentially for them to be taking the idea of her in that kind of outfit. Yeah, I think the idea okay. is that it's. Her looking like she did for his photo shoots Got character. It. Okay. Versus her just looking like the same concept in different clothing. Okay. Understood. In the end, it sounds like Alex Zedra is just a very strong, skilled female fighter. <laughs> yeah. Or at, at the very least looks like one. Yeah. Uh, last in our news for gaming, Google Stadia is shutting down their internal gaming studios. Uh-oh. <laughs> Gooksbedios. Yeah. Uh, they are refocusing their efforts on the tech for third-party developers after the su- success of Cyberpunk 2077 on Stadia. Oh, okay. I was like, success? It's, well, because it's PC has been perfectly fine for, the, for Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Google's Stadia is all streaming 4K. At least that's their, right. their spew. Yeah. For PC stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Through, yeah. Through a web browser. Right. You got to pay for the monthly service, but, I mean, people were kind of expecting something like this, right? Because Google doesn't typically commit to things that don't instantly show success. Yeah. I It did seem a little odd that they were delving into this whenever they... Usually within a year, things kind of 
get abandoned if they aren't seemingly making a lot of money right off the bat, right? Right. So people were kind of hesitant with Stadia, like, well, should I invest? Um, they're claiming that they were still committed to third-party developers and getting games on there because of those kind of games working well, but they mm-hmm. are just not going to focus on games themselves. Okay. This whole shutdown is going to impact about 150 employees in Google. Yikes. Uh, but they are supposedly working on a way to reassign them with different positions and roles within the company. Well, that's good. Yeah. That would be really good to see if they could do that. Yeah. Okay. That's it for our games. Um, I did play one game this week. Well, I played multiple games. But I played one game that I want to talk about. I played The Medium, which was released on Game Pass on January 28th of this year. It was developed by Bloober Team, and it's described as a psychological horror video game. Mm-hmm. So something kind of to the line of Silent Hill, yeah, Resident Evil, obviously something that I would be playing. Yes. Luckily, this was a game that hit Game Pass. Um, and I was kind of surprised to find out that this game is actually a next-gen exclusive. It's only on huh. the Xbox Series consoles. Okay. I was under the impression that they were doing both generations with all their games, but... Apparently, this is the exception. So, I don't, I can't give you an exact time frame of how long I played, but uh, I want to say it was a, probably around 15 hours mm-hmm. most okay. to beat this game. I had a blast with this game. It took some time to get used to what the hell I'm doing because mm-hmm. this isn't your typical video game with where you're fighting enemies and stuff like that. This right. is more of a narrative driven story where. Mm-hmm. You're essentially, you get a phone call from somebody named Thomas and then they tell you to come to this location to help them because you are the medium and Mm -hmm. they need your abilities in order to solve something or some mystery that comes up that you are drawn to on a spiritual level. Okay. And so the whole game is basically you unraveling the story of this location. It's like this abandoned hotel or something. And they use these game mechanics where you, because you're a medium, you can kind of shift to this alternate world, like this paranormal world. Okay. So it's the same place, but I guess a different dimension of it. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so it's weird how they do it because sometimes... The way it is, is they cut off half the screen horizontal. Mm -hmm. And so part of it is you're seeing the in-world, and then the other part is you're seeing at the same time the other world Mm -hmm. dimension. And you're kind of seeing how she is responding. Like, she's talking to some character who's in the other world. But then when you look at the one above, it's not even anybody there she's just talking to herself and it's just very weird they'll do like different angles and stuff but i thought it was kind of interesting how they did that in the beginning it was a little distracting because i'm like which one do i look at yeah you know am i missing something if i keep focusing on one over the other so that was a little weird at first but i got used to that and then um they also kind of play on that with other times where you just fully dive into that world and so the whole screen is just you in that world Mm -hmm. and then i think there's like a time limit where if you stay in that world too long then it 
consumes you and you essentially die. So you'll have oh, to okay. you'll have to like kind of time how to do the puzzles and stuff where you have enough time to come back and then you just hold B or something mm-hmm. uh, before you get consumed by mm-hmm. it. So th- a lot of the puzzle mechanics are based off jumping between the two worlds to get an item or find something that will then help you navigate to an area that seems like it's locked away from you in the real world. Okay. That's interesting. It's kind of, it's it's reminding me of whenever I was playing Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, where if you go through a certain archway, if you go through one way, then like this bridge will be decrepit and fallen apart. If you Uh go through the opposite direction, the bridge would be built and you could actually use it. I mean, it's not exactly like that. Yeah. Only Except you can't see them both at the same time. Shifting and... between instead of it just yeah. being so which you way like you're going. So if you like that, you should definitely check out. I do want to play that game because yeah. I am interested in the new one. And I've, you know, the whole narrative of that is that it's like a game for people to tell a story for people with schizophrenia or something like that, right? Is that and what anxiety it, and yeah, other. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be. Psychological. What I've heard is you want to play it with headphones for yes. sure to get the it's full definitely effect of that game. I can confirm that it's creepier with headphones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Also, I had to buy a new pair of headphones. <laughs> What's the story there? Did I shit that? Did I shit the headphones? No, like you just you heard voices and you oh. got scared, <laughs> so you threw them. Okay, that works. Your first jump to was I shit on my headphones. <laughs> because usually it's like, and also I need a new pair of pants. You know, oh, like okay, <laughs> that's, no, that's what... true. I do say that usually. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I've got a pants guy, okay? I've I've created a very strong relationship with a pants guy. Yeah. Does he work at the pants store? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Sorry. I digress. Continue. Let's tell me more about the medium. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. Yeah. Uh, there's really not a lot of combat. There are enemies. Uh, there's like one... There's mainly one antagonist Mm -hmm. that you deal with, but overall, it's just telling the story of what happened at this location uh, through this medium character. Okay. Um, There's another character that you do play as later on, which is, like, related to the story, but it's kind of the same thing. It's, like, small fractions where you do the same controls, but you're just a different character to tell, like, another side of a story, which then... Ties to your character's story. That's what they do in The Witcher 3. Okay. At some points you're playing Siri and some points you're playing Geralt. Okay. Same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Graphically, this game looks gorgeous at certain points. But then other points, it's a little weird because it feels like it's not even Xbox One graphics. Yeah. Like sometimes it feels like it's like borderline 360. Really? Um. I've had, I noticed there was times where the textures would like load in slower, like in certain scenes and stuff. But if you get past that, like when it does look good, it looks fucking good. Gotcha. So it's just, I don't know. Maybe that's something that can be fixed with a performance update. I don't really know. I did not have any issues as far as like freezing or any kind of glitches or anything like that. The game overall played perfectly fine. But it is a slower game. It's not something that... It, it's not meant for its action or or gameplay, really. It's just kind of about 
learning about the story through reading and watching videos, whatever cutscenes. Yeah, when you first started playing, I think I suggested that we play this. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, uh, I don't know if you're going to like yeah, it. Yeah, I think I <laughs> almost I got like a third into the game and the antagonist character specifically mm -hmm. is what I was talking about is okay. um it's it's a very intense character okay. and I think you would not be happy. Probably about need it. a pants guy. <laughs> I would need a pants guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, once you told me, at first you were like, oh, maybe, yeah. and then later you were like, no, One I don't think I'm going to like it. One night I was worried I woke you up because I had my headphones like... on, I, it was silent, and I had my headphones on, yeah. something happened, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, <laughs> just really dramatically, that was my reaction yeah. to the, the scene that I saw. Yeah. Um, if that's your reaction, I think I'm going to take your advice yeah. and not play it. Because <laughs> I had so. a hard time with control and... That was, yeah. once it, I got used to it, it was okay, but it's still, there were times where I was like, ugh, yeah. like I just needed a shower when I was oh. done. Side note. Yeah. About control. Remember we were like, oh, I wonder if like, we would have to start the game over. Uh, yeah, of course we fucking would, because of the PlayStation 5 yeah. versus an Xbox, I mean, which I, we played on. Were we wondering that? I In my head, for some reason, I was thinking uh. that the save would have been maybe transferable but cross, it's a different console so and it's not weird. i don't know why i thought that okay it was a brain I fart was fairly at the time <laughs> okay but there is still the question of maybe you don't need to have played the campaign to play the dlc i don't know i'll look into it. i downloaded okay. the game already okay i'll look into it at the very least i want to see what it's like in 60 frames per yeah. second um yeah that's a good point but um but yeah the medium i really i i enjoyed this xbox gets such a bad rap for their quality of games and Despite the the small moments where I felt like the graphics were a little disappointing, this is a real solid game. I think it's a really good game, and it tells a great story. I I I really urge people to have Game Pass to try this game out. At the very least, try it out. It had a lot of feel, you know. I brought up Silent Hill and Resident Evil and stuff. It felt like that, and even Control, which I guess is kind of like playing back into Resident Evil. The main protagonist, you're just this woman, looks like she's probably in her 30s or whatever, mm -hmm. and her her wardrobe is very much like Claire from Resident Evil or mm -hmm. or something like that. And yeah. it just has this real eerie feel to the game, and as much as it was like intense to play at times, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person that doesn't necessarily like the slower type gameplay, so the fact that it drew me in, I think says a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely had a lot of nostalgia feeling for like the older Resident Evil and, and Silent Hill type games. So I really recommend I recommend it. I think people will, will be surprised by this one. Okay. I just hope that it gets its recognition. Yeah. Because it is a solid game. Okay. I will easily dissect this one. Good. My only annoyance is the achievements. I feel like they are kind of brutal because you have to play the entire game again in order to do some of the achievements. Mm -hmm. Because what you have to do is you have to do like the find these notes or something like that. Yeah. All in one playthrough, not just find them all. Yeah. And I'm fucking coughing. I only missed one of something. Yeah. And now I have to play the whole game again, which I'm not against doing. Yeah. And do you know I'm which one you missed? Probably going to have to wait a little while so I can like 
not feel like I just played this. You yeah, know? that's like a Resident Evil style fucking achievement right there. Because I feel like there was something to do with a Resident Evil thing you were doing mm-hmm. that was like you have to find all the fucking what were they like? Yeah, te- dolls, Capcom usually gives a dolls. bunch of bullshit achievements yeah. and trophies for those games. Yeah, that were like, like, well, I can't. I don't even know which ones I missed. Yeah, it's, yeah. Or like beat the game in under three hours, or, or, or beat the game with no saves. Like, yeah. bitch. That's not. Realistic. I don't have that much skill. Yeah. <laughs> I want achievements too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were giving trophies to everybody these days. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great game. So yeah. yeah. Very good. Go I'm try glad, it out. I'm glad people. you enjoyed it. I'm glad you played it first, so I didn't need a pants guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might. Who knows what what's yeah to come? True. You never know. You always need a pants guy. You know. Yeah. All right, that wraps up our gaming section. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Definitely uh, share our podcast, tell your friends, spread the word. Um, Go check us out on Twitter at DTFpod or on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Also, view our website at DTFcast.com. Find us on wherever you find podcasts, any service. If we're not on a service and you want us to be, let us know. Send us an email directly at dtfpod at gmail.com. I feel like we've said it, but I'll say it again. I love being a turtle. No, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> that was just natural reaction. Yeah? That's from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Come on now. I know. I know. <laughs> I was going to say, we are on Pandora now. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if we've said that already. But okay. we are now on Pandora, so if anyone prefers that platform... Go find us there. Here we are. <laughs> yes. Or there we are. Yeah, it's more there we are. Yeah. We um, opened Pandora's box like months upon months after we yeah. <laughs> registered for it. Yeah, it took a long time. I just time. assumed that they thought they were too good for us. Yeah. I, was I, like, were... I was like, I must have said one too many cunts. Yeah. <laughs> one too many cunts. <laughs> okay. And then... And I just assumed we weren't going to get on there. And yeah. then, like, randomly I get an email, oh, you're you're officially on now. Yeah. Like, I feel like almost a year later. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you're ready, continue to listen so we can tell you about our fucking uh, WandaVision Episode 5 breakdown. I mean, obviously, if you've already watched it. Otherwise, yeah, fuck I mean, off and come obviously, back. spoiler warning, duh. So, if you haven't watched it yet, bye-bye. Let's do it. WandaVision, episode five. Yes. Uh, So, right off the bat, I love how much they're making me question everything that's happening. Yep. At the same time, I fucking hate them (laughs) for making me have to question everything and not have answers. Uh Uh-huh. Because every time you think you know something, it's like, well, shit, now that's not an option. Yeah, there's things that we said on our whatever mid-season talk last week that I'm like, well, don't I feel like an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> or second guessing if I have any idea what is going on. Yeah. So, one thing I will I will brag about. I will pat myself on the back. I will smell my own farts. We <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a one man gig or whatever. <laughs> a one man show. Uh, we talked about how we suspect that the whole pushing. Monica Rambeau through the mm-hmm. portal by Wanda with yeah. her powers mm-hmm. 
was going to be the catalyst that got her to become Photon. Yeah. It seems like we're pretty fucking right on that. It does. It seems like we were spot on with they that. They are hinting the shit out of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the x-ray at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Oh, it didn't work. The it didn't show up. blank. We yeah. have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a very clear hint. Yeah. That she is getting her powers. Yep. Uh, but here's my question now. Do you think it was like an accident or do you think maybe she did that intentionally? Like a subconscious thing. Maybe Wanda did that to give her that ability to then help. No. You think it was just a... a I think it was an accident. A fluke accident. Yeah. I don't think she... I don't think she did it on purpose. Okay. Um, because... Just, just an idea. Just based on the ending, I don't feel like... I think she... I do think she on purpose... I think it was an ax- a side effect of her quote unquote protecting her. Because like mm-hmm. she said... Like Wanda, um, Monica Rambeau says... That she was alive because mm-hmm. Wanda protected her when she threw her out. Like, she didn't slam her into a building and smash her. You know, like, she... Yes. There was red, goo, like, what, energy all throughout her body, like, mm-hmm. protecting her, theoretically, for when she landed. Okay. So, I think that as a side effect of that, coming in contact yeah. with the barrier... Uh, good thing to point out, too, when they showed the recap... She said in the recap, she didn't belong here. Yeah. Not what she originally said in the actual episode, which was she had to run home. She had to go home. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Either way, it was a very clear, she different was definitely take. not what she said in the show. Yes. Yeah. Which kind of plays on to how either her or somebody else is changing the message or yes. what the viewer sees in the show. Yes. But overall, this was... A lot to take in. A oh, lot yeah. happened so since much. since last episode, and uh, it it took over the '80s theme like we expected. Yeah. Um, at first, I thought it was the '90s based off the way Vision was dressed, but yeah. they made very clear references that it's the '80s. Yeah, I think it was late '80s at a certain point. It was early '80s and late '80s. Yeah, and the late '80s looked just like the '90s. To be fair, so. <laughs> Um, I would like to point out that I was correct in saying that the kids were going to change ages. Yeah. They yeah. went through ch- changes. Yeah. <laughs> Change changes. Yeah. That they were going to, uh, like, change. It, it did was not in the same manner that I expected, mm-hmm. but they did fast well, forward their age. Multiple things to point out there, too. Yeah. So, one, Wanda's powers don't seem to have any impact on the children yeah even as infants they were crying she tried to make them stop it didn't work didn't work and if anything they laughed which ties into the stork that Mm -hmm. she also could not control yes i know there's been speculation that 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 stork could have been mephesto or whatever the third party Mm -hmm. antagonist that we are expecting to reveal itself at some point Mm -hmm. um so that kind of does tie in further to our whole idea of it is Mephesto and these are his kids that he did through her. Yeah, especially because they seem to have control over themselves with the aging. Yes, later on they even had the control of doing it themselves. They yeah. chose to, to speed up the yeah. the second time. Yes. I really didn't like the kids. No, they're talking about I know it was mean to say that, but like they were like the least interesting part of this episode. Yeah, to they me. were. And I know that the whole things about them existing but i 
Maybe I just don't like kids. I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> They just annoyed me. Yeah, they were a little annoying. They introduced a character, though. The dog, Sparky. Sparky. Um, Who exists in the comics. Apparently is in the comics. Yeah. I am unaware of this comic situation, so I'm going to have to go look into that now. Yeah. Because I guess the whole idea of being able to bring the dog back to 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 life is a a big running thing in the comic that is a big deal so now i have to look into that yeah i might wait till the season's over though yeah I just think, so i don't potentially spoil any i think we have ideas. we need to leave some things for the uh spoiler cast at the end too yeah uh, we did see a lot of agnes this episode yeah she had a much bigger role and a lot this of is i think this is the one of the characters that i think made me question what I actually know about the show. Mm-hmm. Or think I know, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, we saw her come out in the beginning, you know, doing her neighborly nosy thing of spying on them and coming in mm-hmm. um, to help with the babies. Right off the bat, she doesn't seem to be phased by the fact that she has kids. Right? Yeah. She has this weird moment where she wants to hold the kids. Vision says no. Yeah. And she says something along the lines of, should we retake that or redo that or whatever yeah. it was she says, to Wanda? Um, do you want me to take that again? And Wanda's like, what? Like, she's confused. Uh-huh. And she says, should we just take it from the top? So it's weird as, like, uh, cues as if she knows they're on a TV show. Yeah, it's like she's aware that this whole thing is staged like a TV show. Yeah. And that it wasn't the result it was supposed to be. Yeah. And so she wants to do it again. Yeah, to get it's that like somebody went off of script. Touching the kids. Yeah. Yeah, because Vision is clearly starting to question everything. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't seem to have the script. <laughs> the part that makes that whole scene weird to me is it makes me question now if Agnes even is imprisoned in this place or if she is there to help direct the, the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. I also have... My other problem with this part was Wanda seems to be super confused at that, too. and But then she acts like everything was totally normal and there were no problems as soon as Vision confronts her about the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, what? Are you in control or are you not in control? Yeah, that makes me wonder if, if somebody's kind of messing with her her memory. Yeah. Um, like, she has moments where she starts to realize things are a little weird, but then gets kind of shifted back into that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm here because this is my family, and that's that. Yeah. So, I think it's pretty safe to say that Agnes is indeed going to be Agatha Harkness. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. They've thrown way too many hints. Yeah, For right. it to not be the case. So, uh, I don't think we'll be shocked if that ever gets revealed that that's who she is. Yeah. I guess the question now is, is she trying to protect Wanda in this situation or is she working for somebody who's trying to use Wanda right but she's clearly guiding Wanda and the kids and this whole situation mm-hmm. um, we brought up the dog there is the moment where the dog goes missing we see her carrying what seems to be the dog who ate some leaves that were poisonous mm-hmm. and so the dog is dead you know, what's interesting is um, I read an article, I don't remember where it was from, but, like, somebody's ideas were the dog is actively trying to die because he, like, runs to the fucking outlet and, like, 
short circuits the outlet immediately after she gets after he gets let down, and then he runs out of the house. And so like, do you think it's a situation where like the dog is even being forced into this? Yeah, the hex as they call it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, like they, maybe it was like I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they, I'm just they gonna kill myself. Up, this article thing was like it brought up a good point that like it seemed like the dog was trying to die to reset the balance of what she had done with Vision or whatever. I don't. It was like uncomfortable around it. What? Then that makes me wonder: Is do you think the dog's even alive? I don't know. Or, I mean, now it's uh, not. Okay. <laughs> I guess what I mean is: Is the dog even real? Right. That's a good. Or is it a construct? Yes. Perhaps planted by Agnes. Yeah. Because she shows up at the fucking doghouse like twenty seconds later. Like mm-hmm. that's not realistic. I kind of wonder because she, the kids say bring the dog back to life mm-hmm. or something like that and then you kind of see wanda question like well i can't like yeah it feels like she's internally reacting like i can't do that yeah. like i've never even thought of doing something like that yeah i didn't know what like, it's I almost like she doesn't remember that she did that but she does so it's confusing well when did she do that with vision we don't know that though okay but then why did she see him as the again version? somebody else could be pulling the strings okay somebody else could have brought him back Okay. And we don't necessarily even know if he is the true vision. He could just be a clone, a carcass, or of the body being used visually as a living thing. Okay. Um, Or somebody else brought him back, or. That's fair. Yeah, you're um, right. It could be. But what I was going to say is Agnes, it seems, questions it like. Can you do that? Like, out of a very clear curiosity. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, was she trying to get her to this moment to then test if she could do it? Yeah. Because she either knew she could or because she wants her to be able to do that for whatever the goal is that this other person who might be the antagonist has. Yeah. But then you brought up a good point, too. Like, maybe she's trying to, you know, let's play off of the idea that she is the prisoner in this world still you know like she's also being forced here maybe she was trying to do this to then give wanda a message of you can't change the past you need to like let Mm -hmm. the past die you can't control everything you know because he kind of has that moment where wanda explains to the kids about the dog right yeah. I don't remember the exact quote, but she basically explains, like, you can't change things. You have to... Yeah. You just have to take There's this moment and cope and... Something to learn grow from, from pain it. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Which I didn't notice until the second time I watched it. The kids were going to then jump in age again, and she stopped them. Yes. Yeah. She's like, no, don't do that. You need to... Basically, you need to experience this pain. So the other question I have... There's two things that are coming from this are... Agnes was in the room when the kids aged up. Both times. Okay, so do you think maybe she's behind them aging? I don't know if she's behind it, but I feel like she's related. And also, why isn't she questioning it? Like, so she obviously... Well, that's why I'm, like, she's clearly involved. She's in obviously involved in some way. So, but if she saw the kids aging up, then why would she be surprised that Wanda can... Maybe Wanda can bring somebody back from the dead. That's why I'm saying. It's either a test. Yeah. Because she knows she can. Yeah. Or it's her wanting to see her abilities. Right. It's very interesting. I don't. It's very interesting. I don't. Um, there's so many places to go with the very different things that are going on. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, let's, let's shift over to back to Monica. Uh, she's officially back with Sword mm-hmm. in their realm. Yeah. Which is another thing that they kind of did with this episode, which I, we kind of expected. They bounced between the sitcom of yeah. Wanda and the family, and then yeah. they also bounced to modern time. Modern day at the sword base Of camp sword, thing. trying to figure out what's happening. Yes. Uh, we get a lot more of an idea of this acting director Hayward mm-hmm. for Sword. He feels like he's starting to become a villain. He does. And I don't... He's very douchey. I was surprised, and I think that's kind of another thing I was like, well, fuck, maybe we don't know where it's going. Yeah. Because I kind of suggested, well, maybe he'll be a bigger role in uh, Secret Invasion or something with Sword and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It does kind of seem like maybe he is more of a villain now. Um, I think I've heard rumors that, like, well, what if he's a scroll? Or um, I've heard the idea of this could be AIM, which I kind of love that idea. Yeah. I think it was Brian from uh, Pop Culture Leftovers podcast mm-hmm. who said, like, he thinks it could be AIM. It's kind of like the whole Hydra in. invaded shield you know secretly like it could be that whole idea of aim which is kind of the new group of hydra right you know Mm rebranding hydra rebranded yeah and so it wouldn't be far-fetched if that was it because you know it's, it's telling the same shit again but in a way that feels like it's fresh right right so it would just be hydra against shield but sword against aim right so it could be something like that where maybe aim has infiltrated sword right using him because he did make a statement too like last episode i think it was like well i was the, i was the i was the only the only choice like yeah which means maybe he somehow positioned it so he could be that choice yeah i don't know it's just an idea he did come off as more of a i guess a terrorist as they put it which I think was a very yeah. telling thing because we have the moment where Jimmy is talking, you know, he's like, oh, well. I don't like to speak ill of people, but. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, he's, uh, and it looks like she's going to say dick. And then yeah. it cuts over to, to Hayward saying, saying terrorist. terrorist. Yeah. So I feel like that's a very telling cut over. Yeah. I think that's intentional. He definitely, he are, he, he's outlining Wanda to be a terrorist. Basically counteracting when Jimmy's doing the, like, debrief, like, getting, like, reminding people who Wanda is. Yeah, he's very much, she's an enemy. Yeah. Not that she was an Avenger. It's yeah. very much, uh, she doesn't have a, a Avengers alias. She yeah. doesn't have anything other than violence against people that, you know. Yeah. It, it feels like he has an agenda. Yes. To mark her as an enemy. As an enemy, yeah. I mean, we even see uh, when Monica thinks that she's just going to do a drone scout mm-hmm. yes. uh, mission. Hayward directs Hayward some other... secretly had it as a missile. As a missile, and then he, like, nods to another person, and then they take over controls, and then Monica's like, mm-hmm. well, controls aren't responding. What's going on? Yeah, she's completely so, in the dark. Yeah, and so that's stupid. That makes her look bad so when... he clearly has a, another agenda. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, here's the thing. If you notice, too, the drone or missile, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, when we see Wanda bring it back, yeah, out to the the outside of the the hex, uh huh, um, it's Stark Industries, yeah, which is very symbolic mm-hmm. of how her parents died, yeah, from Stark Tech, mm-hmm. and even the fact that that thing was there when 
her kids were there, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of like a retelling of like what could have been because she saw her parents die. Yeah. From a missile. Yeah. From Stark Tech, right? Mm-hmm. So on that note, though, when she brought it out. Mm-hmm. It just her, it just feels very personal, right? It does. It's it, very it, personal. It feels like it was a very calculated attack. On Hayward's part. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also feel like it brought something out in her mm-hmm. because her accent's back. Yes. Is that going to be something important to either it's not necessarily her and it could be like a different, maybe a multiverse Wanda? Or is it like, is it just to highlight that she's angry and like when f- people who learn a different language and they like, they're passionate, they their tend to comes... go back to their original accent? Yeah. At least that's a thing, right? I, yeah, I think that's a thing. And that could very well be it. That makes so sense. So it could be something like that. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't think about but that. But I'm curious if it's going to have some kind of more underlying message as to why she's getting the accent when she does it angry. Because yeah. we even see her get the accent when the Ultron conversation happens. True. She It's, it's not as it's prominent, not as but it's true. there. And then, so she also says... I have what I want, and no one will ever take it from me again. And she looks directly at Hayward whenever she says that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, the reveal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, oh, I just got notification from the higher-ups that I can yeah. show you this. And it was a video footage of her breaking in the sword, stealing what appears to be Vision's body, mm-hmm. torn apart. Mm-hmm. Like it's being dissected. Yeah. Like this fiction. <laughs> I'd like to announce our sponsorship with Marvel and Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, the they have is... yet to learn of it, but I will gladly let them know if they ever take my call. Yeah. So that kind of again puts a evil light on, well, in general, sword, right? Yeah. Uh, which could just be because of his direction, mm-hmm. but. It does seem like maybe they were going against Vision's wishes, which we we learn was not to bring me back to life mm-hmm. uh, and not and to not let to anybody use him. me as a weapon. Yeah, so it seems like they could have been doing that. It, exactly, because yeah. if you Otherwise, recall, they, they, changed, they changed the, the meaning of sword in the MCU from a comic version. It's weaponized or something is the W, oh. which it wasn't before. Okay. So, it makes me wonder if they are going to end up being the bad guy, whether yeah. it's through an individual or just the entire organization as a whole. Right. And obviously, Rambo has not been around, so it's going to be like, she's that character that we live through to kind of get the reveal that they are not what they seem to yeah, be. Yeah, she's going to have to be the one that figures it out. Yes. Yeah. So, speaking of figuring things out, though, at what point do we think these commercials are going to mean more than just, like, are they foreshadowing or are they just um, hints at her um, past or... I think they're just playing off of creative ways of... It's like playing off of sitcoms, right? You have commercials in between. Yeah. Segments, right? Yeah, it makes sense that there would so, be commercials. I think they're playing off that aspect. I've heard theories out there that these are representations of the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. which 
I could see that to an extent because I think the colors are there or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what I do love more is this idea that they are um, representations of tragic parts of her life. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like the Lagos paper towels is obviously Lagos is the pla- one of the places that she that's had where a horrible she incident. lost control of her powers and. Yeah. and cause some casualties yeah, in which civil was war. fucking stupid in the first place i'm just gonna get into that worked in civil war as a yes problem. yeah but it's so fucking stupid because she saved so many people on the ground and they're like mm-hmm. mad at her for killing people in the building accidentally when she saved everyone on the ground yeah like okay that sucks that she didn't like mm-hmm. she wasn't perfect but yeah compare the fucking numbers assholes <laughs> just saying <laughs> Uh, um, and then I can't, I'm trying to remember what the other commercials were. There was like Stark Toaster or something. Mm-hmm. Like there was a toaster made so, by Stark Industries. Her hatred for Stark. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what I'm getting at. Uh, this one specifically, Lagos Paper Towels, really made me wonder, it, are these commercials evidence of some kind of unconscious level of manipulation? Like, Or the opposite. It could be her subconscious trying to come out with, the reality of what her life is and not these figments of imagination. Like that could be what she's seeing, but maybe yeah. the symbolic message of those commercials is her trying to overcome this like, mind. I don't say mind control, but like yeah, it's illusion. Like, so everything from the outside world gets converted to something from whatever age it is when it comes in. Mm. So perhaps and the question her is, emotions. Is she doing that or is somebody else doing that? I don't know. Because we do get the question later on of like who's really in control of this whole scenario. Yeah. I feel like she's not entirely in control. I think someone else is in mm. control too. She obviously has some level of control, but I don't think it's into yeah. all her. Well, uh, let's jump to the whole confrontation between her and Vision, right? Mm-hmm. He he finally confronts her mm-hmm. later on about an incident at work mm-hmm. where the co-worker uh, freed him of the mind control and the guy Norm. was freaking out about how painful it was. Yes. And to like... He's like, you gotta make her stop or whatever. Yeah, you gotta stop her. You gotta save us or whatever. And so he confronts her, right? Mm-hmm. And she kind of at first seems very standoffish, like she's just trying to brush it off, like mm-hmm. drop it. Yeah. But we slowly get comments that make me wonder, like, is she even doing anything? Yeah. Um, there's or a moment she... where she's like, do you really think I'm controlling everything? Yeah. The the, the dentist appointments, the, the mailman yeah. walking across the street. Yeah. Like, which, as a viewer, like, that's a good, that's a good argument. Like, is she, like, she's obviously not doing every little fucking thing that's happening here, yeah. right? She, Wait, she... we know she's not controlling Agnes. Yeah. Because. She's definitely she... not controlling Agnes. She's not controlling every person either because otherwise they wouldn't have had, like, mm. awkward situations. And to speak of the mailman, he feels like he knows what's going on, right? Yeah, and he's everywhere. So maybe he's Mephisto? Hmm. Mailfisto? <laughs> Mailfisto. <laughs> maybe. I might be on to something there. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the... what This scene that you brought up, though, this is probably one of the best lines from the show so far where he says you can't control me like you do them or the way you do them and she says can't i and she says it with such a like hostile villainous tone right yeah like she's very in that scene and she's ironically like, yes i can and obviously. ironically she's saying that before she says you do you really think i'm controlling yes. everything that's what's so confusing she goes she's back very and forth bipolar with yes. that concept of whether she's 
intentionally doing things or if it's like she's also kind of a part of this weird thing. I feel like there must be some kind of control, whatever this external being has on everyone else. It has some of it on her too, because there's sometimes she's Mm -hmm. like haughtily, confidently like, oh yeah, this is no big deal. Well, she's she's really implied too that she is protecting everybody. Mm -hmm. Not just inside, but from the outside. Yes. I... It's very, this is like the twist kind of moment of this is where now it's, now it's got this message of is, is the threat inside there or is the threat on the outside and she's protecting vision and what mm-hmm. she thinks is her family, you know, these kids. and But at the same time, then like why are all these other people involved? Like they mm-hmm. are not related to you. Are they you. just like victims of circumstance? They happen I, to be there in the town she yeah. wanted to take over? And it's... we found out there's thousands of people. It's yeah. not just like a Yeah, neighborhood. I thought it was like a hundred people. Yeah. So thousands is a little bit worse. <laughs> um, So it's very confusing now as far as where this is going. So do you think the outside threat that she's referenced do you think that's sword do you because when she confronts them with the drone she's very hostile yeah she's very um you cannot be trusted which i think was all based around the fact that they had vision yeah um i mean and also that they just tried to missile her yes yeah well yeah okay yes (laughs) (laughs) I, i guess i interpreted it as a reference to the fact that they had they vision, had vision. initially. Yeah, that's fair. And that's why she's like, you can't be trusted. Yeah. Um, but I guess it brings up the question, too. Was that even her? Yeah. Who who went and got vision? Maybe that was Mephisto in disguise or whatever. Yeah. That's a good point. it could be. We don't necessarily know that it was her. They could be doing a lot of misdirect and you yeah. know, smoke and mirrors in this show where... They want you to think that it's this character, but then in the end, it's really somebody else playing the cards or something. Yeah. Let's talk about, um, so two things. Um, Wanda says at some point towards the end, I don't even know how any of this started in the first place. Right, which yeah. then victimizes her, right? Yeah. It makes it seem like maybe she was brainwashed or her memory's been taken or or, like she's clearly been put in this position as well but then there's the bipolar too where she's like i'm protecting everybody yes from what's out there so then maybe she was brainwashed to say that or think that that that's what she's doing we did get reference to radiation in this show yeah it was the from i don't know is it from the hex itself which is the inside the hex yeah she's uh darcy lewis said something about um, shit, it was like ancient radiation, basically the kind that you would see from the Big Bang. Like, resi- residual from the Big Bang. Which could tie into the Infinity Stones. Uh-huh. When yeah. they were supposedly destroyed. Yeah. I mean, they were just broken down, but they right. seemed to exist though, right? Yeah, true. So, we did get Monica Rambo referencing that she knows, a, I don't know what... An I astrophysicist. Think, okay. A scientist, we'll say. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know I referenced, like, about the Fantastic Four, like, what if they're out in space, whatever, mm-hmm. and they were perceived to be part of the the snap, but they weren't, and that was their origin. But what if 
that is Reed Richards that she's referencing. Yeah, that's a good... And this is a subtle tie-in to introduce them. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Like, we don't necessarily have to see an actor who plays the character yet, but they could easily do, like, a behind-the-head shot with the trademark white side... Yeah. Whatever, salt-and-pepper hair, or um, just, I don't know, like a phone call where she's referencing... To she's him. like... Mr. Richards or whatever. Yeah, you know, exactly. Something like that. That's, that's a good point. I think that's that's a possible route we could get from that. Yeah, very true. Um, speaking of Monica Rambeau, though, what was her fucking deal with uh, the Captain Marvel situation? She seems super butthurt about that. Right. That, so, again, I think is world building. I think that's setting yeah. up Captain Marvel, too. Mm-hmm. I have to assume my first instinct is... Whatever happens in Captain Marvel 2 is going to be something related to her mom and Captain Marvel not agreeing on something. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be something related to the scrolls, Like, um, because her mom was kind of the start of S.W.O.R.D., maybe something was going down with the scroll war situation where mm-hmm. they were starting to become more perceived as a threat than an ally like they were mm-hmm. um shown as in captain marvel one okay so maybe captain marvel is on the side of the scroll still like she's still right. fighting for them but yeah. like monica's mother is like i don't think we can trust them anymore right and they have like a falling out maybe because of that okay i've also heard people say like it's as simple as uh maybe she didn't show up when her mom was going through cancer treatment yeah. and she didn't show up ever and yeah. she was just bitter about that. So here's my prediction. I think that Monica, nope, Maria Rambo was working on something related to Captain Marvel and she like that was she started some research about it and whatever that research was caused her cancer. That would be a lot more of, I like that a little bit more. It gives you, like, an understandable reason why Monica Rambeau could have a grudge against her. Yes. For a reasonable human so reason. So, obviously, whatever it is had to have happened before she was snapped, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, I guess the question is, was she already an adult in the sword? Or was this, like, while she was still a child that something like this happened? Because we don't even know when Captain Marvel 2 is going to take place. For all That's we know, true. it's still going to be in the 90s or probably 2000s they'll probably do like a decade further or something yeah um but again that's we don't even know if that's even gonna be relevant to what this is but it feels like a subplot they are creating Mm -hmm. to tie into that movie yeah definitely at a later date that's a good point so they also i think had a conversation that same moment too that same scene where they were trying to figure out what they would need in order for her to get back into the hex. Yes. Uh, without getting hurt. Yeah. Which I was kind of confused by that because she got into it the first time, no problem. She wasn't hurt by that. So is it about getting in and not being controlled and put into that time period? I think so. I think it's... To, to not become a character? Yeah. I think what they were talking about is gathering supplies or having some way to counteract the... Hex's uh, effects. Yeah. It's charm. Yeah. Okay. But then they said we can't guarantee it won't just mind wipe you when you go in. So, Mm. like, that's not, that's just one effect of it. 
But it's not all of the effects, so... I kind of wonder if this is going to be, like, an, another subtle transition into her becoming... Photon. Photon. And, yeah. And those powers will be the solution they need... Yeah. ...in order for her to get in and help save Wanda. Oh, yeah. Definitely. To go back a little bit to the um, part where she confronts S.W.O.R.D. outside of the border... Mm-hmm. Very reflective of... The Fox version of Magneto, right? Mm-hmm. Even the movement that she does where she whips her body around and throws the thing behind her. That's true. The, the way that she mind controls everybody to aim their guns at... Uh, Hayward. Hayward. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. That's very reminiscent of Magneto doing that with the guns yeah. on the soldiers. And, that's true. And some of those movies. Yeah. Um, I thought those were fun, subtle, like tie-ins yeah which doesn't abruptly tell you that this is like going to have those characters in the same universe but it also kind of hints at gives it. you that it gives you a hint but yeah. it also just kind of gives you that little satisfaction of the idea right yeah definitely um, and kind of going into the radiation do you think this could be the catalyst that creates the mutants do you think this radiation is going to be their origin story for mutants in the MCU? Or do you think they're going to do a... They're a multiverse thing, and that's how they're tied into the MCU, and we've never heard of them before, until now. Uh, uh, we know the the mutants are coming. We don't know when, but we know they're coming. Whether it's a Deadpool is the only one we know for sure coming yeah. within the next few years, but... What, I don't necessarily think that this is the reason. It could be involved... Okay. If the villain in this Because is... there have been heavy teases that this is going to have the House of M story. Yeah. Where she, you know, famously says, no more mutants. Yes. But they can flip it like they've done in the past. Yeah. And have her create mutants. Right. Whether she say that or it's just because of the consequences of this story. Yeah. With the radiation. Point. Yeah. Um, again, PCL, something that they said... Which I thought was very clever, and I never even thought of this, which kind of goes into that idea of the mutants. Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, she's from New Jersey. Oh. This play, this takes place in New Jersey. Oh, shit. Well, she's not a mutant, I guess. Technically, she's a Meta-human. inhuman. Oh. She's an yeah, inhuman. inhuman. Sorry, wrong universe. But they've kind <laughs> of steered away from the inhumans, so I assume they would do any character and make them mutants at this point. Well, Unless they're going to double down on getting the Inhumans again. They did have the Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so... They well, but they've kind of just distanced themselves from that show, and it was not considered canon anymore. At all? Yeah, I, I think oh. after, like, season two or three, they, they cut ties that that was not canon anymore, and it was just kind of its own thing at that point. But then, didn't they, like, reference... They always... I know, and that's okay. why it was such a weird show, because they would reference events... Yeah. In the um, current MCU. Like, they did stuff with Civil War. I think they had references. And, like, they did... they In the last season, they did, like, a whole, like, little, the Thanos snap thing. Yeah. But, like, they made it very subtle and it wasn't, like, a part of their plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. completely contradict... Well, both. Second to last and last season both contradict the concept of time travel and the MCU. Yeah, true. Spoilers. Yeah. 
But yeah, so you know whether they're gonna make her a new like a, a inhuman or a mutant. Mm-hmm. Not a new mutant. Yeah, <laughs> I almost said that. I know. <laughs> um, it does feel like they could be heading that route. Like, why else would they pick New Jersey? Yeah. Or what ties does Wanda have to New Jersey? Unless I don't know. You know, maybe maybe mm, there is a maybe of. there is a tie to New Jersey that I don't know about in the comics, but yeah. Um, hell, maybe that's where the comic takes place for her. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting and a, a good catch by them. Mm-hmm. We got near the end of this this episode, we got I think our biggest climactic moment of the series when Vision and her kind of get in this confrontation and mm-hmm. they kind of jump up and do their you know power up moment. I guess like yeah, they're, they're float ready. Off. <laughs> yeah, they're float off. <laughs> Like they're ready to go at it and not in a sexual way. Yeah, not in the good way. I mean, way. maybe, maybe yeah, after. Maybe. I don't. You know that whole conversation. It it just really brought up a lot more questions. Like who's really in control? Who? Yep. Is Vision even alive? Yeah, I don't know about. I that. I was really confident he's alive, but you know I don't know now at this point. Like maybe he is just a carcass being manipulated. Like it's alive and it's not really. It's just his body mm-hmm. you know with the illusion but then at the same time he seems to have this independent thought like he is solving a problem you know something's happening and he's figuring it out like he's questioning yeah, everything he has so a personality. it seems like he's not just but he doesn't a remember a drone being used to like fill a role it seems like he really legitly has thought and is is questioning her even yeah, but he so, doesn't remember his life before Westview. Yes, which then makes me wonder, is he even, if he is alive, is he even the vision we knew, or is he a different vision? Like, maybe he's just not as, like, he's not 100% vision, but he's, like, the concept of vision's programming, but just without the personality. Yeah. That we knew. So, um, at the end, they're, they're having their argument and doing their... Trying to fig- they're trying to figure out how to communicate what they're doing with each other. Mm-hmm. And then the doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. Which was a nice moment because he, you could tell by his facial expression that he assumed that she did that. Yeah. And she's like, I didn't do that. <laughs> block yeah. the conversation. Yeah. And, and that was a. You know, she says, do you really think that I did that? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And that's one of the funny, one of the funnier lines. He's like, or she's like. You really don't believe me. And he says, I want to. But at this point, I'm ignoring statistics entirely. (laughs) Because, like, at everything previously, he believes that she's done it. So, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it was a funny, sad, but funny line. Yeah. Um, so, then, the look on her face when she opens the door is, like, almost horror in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I was like, when we're watching her trying to figure out, well, who the fuck's at the door? Because she's got this like look, or like, well, yeah. is she scared? Like, what's going on? And then eventually, it kind of like morphs into something that's more like dis- disbelief and not necessarily scared. But they definitely drew out that reveal. They sure did. Um, and uh, it's fucking Pietro, but not who we expected. No, it's, it's actually. Peter, that's who we know him as, from mm-hmm. X-Men, who played Quicksilver. In the Fox films. In the Fox films. Most notably, Days of Futures Past, where yeah. he had his amazing music Yeah, scene. his little, like, yeah. 
Yeah, so this brings up a lot of questions, not just in the show, but just where Marvel was going with their casting, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we did not get the Quicksilver from Age of Ultron. Right. Played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? I mean, we know he died. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, he looks completely different with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> when I Googled him, I was like, that's not him. Oh. He's also the guy from um, Kick-Ass, right? Is that him? Oh, shit. He was the, the, the guy, the, the green guy in Kick-Ass. Yeah. Huh. It's like, is that like, in, like an insult to him? Like, <laughs> do you think he's like upset? I don't know. Like he doesn't give a shit? Ah, uh, whatever. Like, do you think we'll see his version again as well? I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe in the multiverse. They made it very clear that that is Quicksilver in this. He's, yes, you know, he's got this weird New Jersey accent. Yeah, that part's which weird was too. Not at all normal. It but... was weird. And I didn't like it. <laughs> but maybe that's just a part of the simulation or part of the mm-hmm. show. Well, that's another question I have: is is this really supposed to be him, or is this somebody playing a part? Yeah, it feels like that was very convenient of a moment for. Mm-hmm. Vision having this conversation with Wanda, and it felt like maybe he was getting through to her that, like, things are not the way they should be. Yes. And, like, starting to question everything. Uh-huh. So, maybe this is, you know, again, we think it's Mephisto. Maybe this was Mephisto playing a part. Yeah. To then distract Wanda from her thoughts coming to reality. Yeah. And to distract her with, oh, my brother's back. Because yes. it felt like she knew he was dead. Yeah. And then slowly, like, shifted to, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're home or whatever. You know, it's just, it's very uh, confusing. Yeah. And so let's say that it is the actual Quicksilver from the Fox franchise. Right. What does that mean? Is this a multiverse version? Version? Is this, they are literally just recasting him like they did in the, you know, they made a joke in this. So like, yeah, like, she recast Darcy was Pietro? like, did they just recast Pietro? <laughs> You know, that, that nice fourth wall yeah. that they do in this show. Yeah. Is this just like a one-off, like, fun cameo for the character? Is this going to be... He is going to be now Quicksilver of the MCU? Mm-hmm. Are or, they going to have him at all outside or of is, the show? Or is the being that's orchestrating this whole situation, maybe they have some kind of ability to see the multiverse? Not necessarily... Maybe they're not able to tell the difference... Um, so, like, maybe this being that's responsible for what's going on, they can see into the multiverse and, like, in the f- the, the future and the past, and, like, mm-hmm. they can see all the character, the people, right? Or the, the characters as they were. Yeah. But they don't necessarily know the difference between which verse they belong to. So maybe they looked into the past and they're like, let me find Pietro. Mm-hmm. And they happen to look in the wrong universe or multiverse or what the fuck, how, how do you call one of them? Is it a universe? Um... A single verse. A single verse, yeah. Um, Like, they looked for something to distract her. They looked for her brother and quickly just found the wrong one. (laughs) 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 Ah, he's gonna have to do. There's a makeup on. Yeah, 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 just do it. And then they, like, do whatever bullshit, like, spell on her to make her believe it, too. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. They're like, we need his brother. He's He's not really around anymore. He's not really available. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. I'm just wondering if there's going to be some kind of like multiverse situation Yeah, it's clearly going to tie to the multiverse. Because yeah. she's going to be in Doctor Strange and the right. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. 
I fully expect that at the end of the season, we're not getting a happy ending. We're getting a Wanda becoming that unstable mm-hmm. entity that we know where she ends up going crazy. Yeah. And I think it's going to be, you know, we all thought it was vision, but I think it's going to be the reality that these twins were a part of, I I assume, Mephisto's plan. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't... Like, well, they they establish that they do exist physically in this yes. world. Yeah. But maybe they're going to be taken from her mm, by Mephisto. Yeah. Or whoever it is. Yeah. I to say Mephisto because yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, we're just all assuming it's yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and maybe that's going to be her snapping point. Mm-hmm. That on top of snapping point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just say it was intentional. Oh snap! Yeah, he did. <laughs> Um, on top of then realizing that maybe Vision is still dead and what she's either done is her own figment of imagination or mm-hmm. somebody else playing her. Yeah. Uh, playing with her heart and, mm-hmm. and thinking that he's he's alive still. Yeah. Um, so I think we, we're going to see her unleash her true powers going into Doctor Strange. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to go over i'm sure we've missed plenty of stuff but there's a lot to unpack with this show yeah i think we've covered quite a bit i was uh, planning to go 20 minutes i think we went an hour so (laughs) that's so weird yeah (laughs) we went over time (laughs) yeah i think uh we need to leave some stuff for the spoiler cast at the end so let's uh call it good sounds like it's a plan okay thanks everyone for listening we hope you enjoyed our uh, dissection of episode five of WandaVision. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at DTFpod, on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or send us an email at DTFpod at gmail.com, or check out our website, DTFcast.com. Like, share, subscribe, tell everybody you know to check out our podcast, because that'd be cool. Leave us a review. We would love that. Thanks. That's it for episode 79 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>